0: Just how far down do you want to go? And we could talk it out over a cup of joe And you could look deep into my eyes Like I was a supermodel Uh Uh-huh
1: are back for another week of svs fly fishing podcasting what is going on my good friends it's huffing and puffing out there
0: it is man it's blowing hard jeez no way i'm telling you bro it's blowing just about 50 no less
1: (laughs) so uh you're not gonna hear jay's nasally voice tonight because he's up fishing the big river
0: today uh you mean getting beat down (laughs) by the fucking wind (laughs) and (laughs) and thunderstorms that are raging across the northeast right now i'm telling you man he's Putting in some work today, probably. They had a 70-mile-per-hour uh, gust forecast at, up there for, like, 2 at 2 p.m. today. So, I don't know. Uh, at least there really ain't Rock. too many trees that could fall on you there. You, you know rocks. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, water could rise immensely <laughs> very fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Oh, wishing him luck. I hope you're getting it, boy.
1: Hey, us wishing Jay safety is being brought to you by Predator Flygear. Check them out at PredatorFlygear.com. Hooks. Look them up at AREXHooks.com. SimsFishing. SimsFishing.com. Hey, tonight's guest is being brought to us by Urban Fly Company. Check them out at UrbanFlyCompany.com. Yeti. Built for the wild. Why not? <laughs> Why not?
0: <laughs> the app. The dock. There you go. Keeps fishermen connected. <laughs> There you go. Some good stories your and shirt. sharing techniques. And also a big shout-out to Ryan Evans at com, which you could definitely book some trips with him after these big rains and and have some good days of Great Lakes steelheading. So get a hold of him, and that's going to be a great – or er, QueenCityGuiding.com.
1: You, uh, you got to run into Ryan for a minute, didn't you?
0: Yeah, every time I made it up a couple weeks ago, I got to – fish with them the one day and bounce ideas off and then to for me i think that helps because it, they look at me crazy even even yeah we look at you crazy i know i just want to f- I, I i see the water a little different than everybody and that's through my eyes you know but he's like you're fishing far out i'm like ah, yeah i do good far out here i ultimately no matter what rod i got in my hands it's probably going to be where i want to fish you know what i mean so uh he shows me some shit, though, up there, and we got to stand on the bank for a little bit, harass each other. and
1: As you do. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I was harassing his buddy pretty good, because they went uh, fishing elsewhere early in the morning, and uh, I was like, well, what the hell did you do that? Go go get the spot, so so I can learn a little bit, some new spots, because without that, I'm going to where I know I can catch fish. I just drove three hours, you know, I got a good friend of mine that I forage with, and he's a fisherman no doubt through and through they like catching steelhead but he's never done nothing like this and we ice fished so he had a uh, new york license we bought previously in the year so i told him dude if you want to do it let's do it he said he had some days off work and i'm like we'll go wednesday you know it's it's gonna be a fine weather day maybe a little breezy but we'll deal with it so we didn't get too early of a start like 4:30. 30 or i don't know it was supposed to be four so a couple minutes late we're flying down the road and trying not to hit no deer get all the way up there and like the rain had come to a stop it was a little bit of drizzle overnight it's not bad out it's actually pretty nice warmer and we get all dressed in the parking lot ready you know that takes a moment to make sure you got everything because you're not coming back out all day so grab all the snacks get shit situated head down there which i should have tied up all the rigs on the way but so I'm down there, I'm rigging two, three rods, you know, making sure every everything's correct because once you're set up, you're set up, it's your setup. You know, it ultimately if you break some beads off or, you know, maybe a new leader here and there, but try to get all that terminal stuff done because that's what takes time. So got all the, the huge bobbers lit rigged up because we're doing everything. I got the bait caster, fly rod, center pin, he's running a spinning rod. So hell, I even, I encouraged him to throw some metal, but... We didn't really get to that. We were bead fishing off the get-go. You know, like Once I got everything situated, it was damn near 9 o'clock. We didn't get there till 7.30. We're in the parking lot, come down at 8, whatever, and say, oh, damn, there's all these guys. Holy shit. I wonder why. Mm, where <laughs> am I going to go? So I looked to the left. I'm like, well, I usually fish there to the right, but we'll go to the left where that little opening is and set our shit down. You claim a spot here. That's how you do it. So I'm kind of in a decent spot, in between two really good areas, and ultimately people are gonna move around or lose interest or fishing's gonna suck and they're gonna leave one of the two. And a lot of guys, they hit them first couple hours, they're out of there. So get it rigged up, get in the water, couple of drifts, boom, fish within 10 minutes. Smaller size lake trout, I'm tickled pink. You know that's that's part of damn near the puzzle we all. That's what we drove three hours for, trying to figure it out, and I didn't really see anybody catching any fish boats all day, yes, but shore guys, not a whole lot, you know, here and there, so I just kept at it, I got that fish in, a few snaps through back, and I'm like, right here, man, that was a super close to shore fish, told my buddy, just work this little line and try to stay on the inside, and we'll keep playing with the depth and the shot till I think, you know, you find that fine medium where you're hitting the bottom, but occasionally and not hanging up all day so he figured it out after a little bit but not not before you know I made a few more runs at it and got it all honed in after one fish and boom steelhead. uh, you automatically know it's starting to rip I'm like holy shit dude and it was it's a good one dude a big male I I fought this fish this is the only place you you get into battles with fish like per se yeah I fought some big fish in other places but here it's questionable because you might not get that fish in. I told my buddy, I'm like, he's like, oh, I'll grab it, it with the net. I'm like, do not even go buy that fish.
2: <laughs> I was yeah. like,
0: even though it's two to three foot away, that there's a lot of water there and it's ripping hard and it, we don't got it yet. You know, let this thing hopefully get to its side. And, and after a hard battle of give and take, you know, people, people eyeing me up, you know, he's sticking all the fish already. Put this fish in the bank, got some pictures. It was probably 23 24 inch like uh you know an athlete fish not a fat one yeah. uh, you know it was just a stud man a good red stripe on him i was i was i was on cloud nine dude i was like i ain't even got to fish no more i sat down i was like catch him man i'm standing on that rock change rocks with me if you want or whatever you got to do i'm fucking i'm high as could be you don't get this high on, on planet earth you gotta go to niagara <laughs> you gotta go down to the lower yeah it was awesome man i I couldn't beat what I've already done right there. it felt like so I, I chilled for a minute and watched him do what he was doing with the spinning rod, and he got the hang of it pretty quick. It's something he's never done. I'm sure he's through some bobbers and shit, but fishing the water like that it's completely different so did what, he end did he end up getting one yeah he he caught three in fact, it was in a in a part like okay I, I had right after that still it i I hooked the tank of the day and do this fish. Like I'm nervous. You, this is the only place you're really nervous because you're going to lose potentially the fish of the day or every time. It's not. You're. It's not a given to get them once they run out to Canada and start flopping and shit and spinning around. And people were like, oh, ah, Boats are coming down. You're like, "Oh shit!" You get this fish tucked in, and I landed probably 26, 27. I at least 26. I don't tape them. I mean, this is a hoss fish. This is a long, lean. 27 inch, all chrome, just beautiful. Hen like there was not a scale interrupted on this fish. It was it was platinum and it was perfect. So now now after being as high as I could be, I'm fucking ecstatic and all them things at once. I'm like, dude, this is a that's a rush. I'm like, I hope you catch And Then boom, he pulls a laker, not a big fish, smaller fish. Then he gets another one and it's a fucking hoss. And I don't know what happened, but during the fight he did fish must have banged itself and i've had this happen before it must have hit itself hard somewhere it wasn't hooked in the mouth like deep you know what i mean not not gills or anything just on the lip but it was leaking blood like pouring i'm like well we're not taking a picture of that just pop the hook and yeah keep him in the water as much as possible swims off looking like you know jaws is gonna come following his ass but that's part of the game man ultimately and there's no stopping it on that water or any other water so you know, you you may kill a fish it is what it is but we didn't get a picture of probably i what i thought was one of his bigger fish but he he was able to connect on another one shortly after now it's like three three and i'm like oh fuck i gotta do something here i <laughs> what the fuck this newbie got, got got caught up quick so we're not competing but he's yeah. not going to
1: catch more than me. <laughs> but we're
0: standing there, you know, we're enjoying it after a few fish. No no real rush. We move rocks, people start shifting and shit. And I'm like, "Man, I'm fucking hot." Dude, he's like me too. I take off my three shirts cuz I got way too many on and I'm out there. I Didn't even I wore a stocking cap down so I had no ball cap, I fucking out there with my bald head out and shit. My, you blew uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, oh no. I have my I brought the sunglasses though on like last trip, so that was pretty good. I'm telling you, I, I just
1: squint my eyes while I was looking at those pictures.
0: Oh, dude, it was it was blazing sun out there. I'm for... talking reflection off your head. Oh, I bet, man. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, you could you could see the thinning because it's it's almost it's like it's like a waning moon. It's disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> it's going away. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Who cares? But yeah, no, nah, it 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 was hot, man. It was very very hot. High sun. People were just not catching fish and it actually slowed for us man i'm like man so like a law what the hell's going on i talked to ryan he said they hit another creek and i was like well just let me know if you come back this way and you're fishing whatever so if time goes by i'm like i am fucking get a hold of this guy see what he's doing see if he texts nothing to him. so i rigged the fly rod up because a guy just ahead of me up up river uh pulled in a decent lake trout on a big mylar minnow it was like a three was big. And I'm like, God damn, he bought it at a shop somewhere. I mean, ultimately, he looked good, but he didn't know what he was doing so much. But so I was like, I got to get my, I'm rigging this up. takes me way too long to rig everything up. Stupid. And that's why I like having, you got to have that little shit done, man. I mean, ultimately, loop to loops all that stuff, that's the simple. You know, you could breeze through all the little stuff, adding this, adding that. But to start to finish on most rigs, it's. It's a little bit of fucking time, yeah, just to make sure it's right. Remember when we were talking to Mark Hieronymus, a while back, he said he he's like a a,
1: a watch salesman with <laughs> leaders rigged ready up go. in like, his jagged pocket. Yeah, no,
0: I I had like some some rigs where I'll I'll tie a hook on each end, so I'm ready for a tandem rig bead wise, you know, and we'll run through those. Mainly was a green thing. I don't know why it was all chartreuse. I I usually do good on natural like the peach or whatever whatever you want to call it row color, but I didn't touch a fish. I actually caught a laker on, like, a, a purplish later in the day, like a purple-pink, like a deeper pink, odd, a bright pink. But so I rigged the fly rod up. I launch it out there. I got one of those, like, oh, one of our sponsors, thingamabobber. I got thingamabobber on. <laughs> and I usually fish with them. And uh, it fucking, like, five casts, dude. It plunges down, and I'm like, oh, sweet. Set the hook sure shit it's a fish dude and i'm like it's right there it's staying in the pocket and it's just leaning on it had a couple head shakes i'm like oh it's a laker i don't know what the hell if something woke him up or you know the other hook hit his arsehole or something and it's, he took the fuck off and headed for like the wait, boat wait,
1: wait you can say arsehole you can't say ass you say arse but you can say fuck
0: twice (laughs) but but this thing took off like a bat out of hell dude it's like it's heading to the boat launch on the canada side it's like got me for you know 90 uh, it's got 100 feet out i look down and i'm like oh shit there's i don't know i looked at my buddy and said is there backing on this reel he said i don't know it's your reel so (laughs) and, and the line just disappeared in four seconds all of it all 90 feet from being 10 feet in front of me to gone I had three wraps, so I just pinned it down a little bit, grabbed it, and he was like stopped. Start fighting him back, fighting him back. I'm like, sweet, I'm gonna get this fish now that I I put the brakes on him. It it, it starts going down a little bit, but the line really got swept like it depth wise. It was down there, so I felt the line touch something. I'm assuming it's a rock pile, or and the fish just ended up it's still being on, but turned out of the hook. I reeled it up. didn't lose anything i'm like what the hell happened so we fish hard and it's pretty bland i think i even changed rods went back to the fly rod throw it out a couple casts boom i hooked this fish i'm like all right sweet and it's it was downtime so i'm really happy and the guy i netted at lake trout for he wanted to net a fish for me so he come running down and i uh i see the fish it just rises in the water toward the top it doesn't go to break the surface but it hovers at like two foot down and it's just black. I'm like, it's a salmon, It completely black. And I'm like, oh, that's a salmon. And, and then it gets a little closer. It just comes in and I'm like, oh, that's a fucking brown trout, dude. I know that. it's black, you know, square tail. Like, I'm like, oh, that's a fucking brown trout. And I don't know this dude real well. They got the net and shit. And I'm trying to figure a place where if, if you know, he's trying to fuck up, I could just slide him on the bank. I'm like, God damn, <laughs> I say, don't go by that Just stay back. <laughs> Stay back with that! Don't 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 stab at me. that fucking brown trout. Gets it in the net, man, and you know, I'm pretty ecstatic then. I'm like, fucking first fly caught fish in New York is a, you know, to me it's probably a trophy of a lifetime. I don't know, it, it wasn't bigger than Jason's big humpy fish that he caught up there, his huge male brown trout, but I'd say it potentially was a 12 plus pound fish. This thing had like. Had stomach and it wasn't it wasn't spewing eggs yet it was tight you know what I mean that the like I didn't have to do the whatever plug thing and, <laughs> yeah. and, you know what I'm saying but yeah, but it could happen but that fish was a butter fish it was brown all brown no you know no chrome to it 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 was a cool looking fish big blotchy spots like it was a pretty fish yeah it didn't didn't really have the blue hue cheek but it just looked like an oversized, you know, wild fish, kind of, I mean, to me, it, like, didn't really have that overly spotted, it was sparse, so, but it was an awesome fish, I don't give a shit what they look like, when you catch one that big, you tout about it, so, everybody's all high fives, let that fish go, get some pictures, it was fucking awesome, I'm like, no, well, now I'm surely done, That that was one thing I kind of wanted to catch from that river is a brown trout i hell now really i want to catch a walleye so (laughs) i have to do some other shit i think but yeah there's every fish in there can be a fight that one not so much but ultimately in the right conditions you get a fish that takes one run and gets you you know we'll call it left of center out of that first little area into the middle of that river dude hold the hell on yeah they're like a big kite oh they just got you man and like I said, uh, fish I ended up with, you know, lights waning, time's down, and I'm like, we got to pull some more fish. I moved down to the sweetest hole. Nobody's on the bank anymore. One guy real low on it, and I'm like, I got to go hit this spot. I get down there, a couple cast in, boom, I hook a fish. I'm on for, like, 30 seconds. It pops. I'm like, shit. Throw it back out. It to the table. Oh, throw it back out, and... uh I'm into another fish immediately. My buddy comes down. It's a big Laker. We net it. And that guy's like, ah, below me. He's like, fucking Lakers, they suck. Everybody up there claims Lakers suck. And I'm just so happy to catch a few or one. Like I'm like, I love Lakers, dude. And he's like, ah, fuck those things. He was like, get it over here. I'll kick it. I was like, where'd you learn that, Lake Erie? (laughs) <laughs> it's called the Erie shuffle. This dude he was cool as shit, but he was there for the steelhead, just like everybody else I talked to up there. They care less about the other fish. They yeah, big brown trout's probably high up on the menu, but that fucking Laker they don't want it's weird. I'm like hey, I, What is
1: it, the jump? Is that what they want? They just gotta I, see a
0: jump. It, well, or... it's a rip, dude. I mean ultimately a steelhead fights like no steelhead other. are faster. Oh yeah, but oh, I mean man. you
1: feel that fish down there bulldogging now like a Laker does
0: but sometimes they make a like a huge move and they'll come up to the top and like then, then it's like it's cool because you're you're like your pole is bouncing around that's a that's a i don't know lakers are sweet to me and i i hold them dearly so after that throw in another laker i'm like well i better get the fly right out it's getting dark i try to get one of these on the fly i'm fishing that zone and i hook up with a fish that i thought was a snag because i'll tell you what do you do with a snag? You start yanking on that bitch, right? You <laughs> pop the you pop the rod, right? I mean ultimately I like set the hook on it and nothing happened, so I'm like, Oh, it's a snag. So I just start yanking it upwards like three times and then I'm like, Oh, this thing's moving. Start swimming <laughs> starts swimming up in front of me. I'm like, Hell yeah, I get real tight to it, I get real tight to it. We're you know, ten feet away from each other.
1: Is this one of those situations like you talked about last week? Where if it keeps kicking faster, it's probably hooked in the tail. Yeah. No,
0: I didn't know. I'm like, maybe this I don't know. but dude, fish in deep water feels so different. You have no idea what you know. Drag what I mean? on it. Just I I think it's like I think it's like timing. You know, it throws all your timing off of what you think the fish is doing. Ultimately, if you're in a boat and you're fishing straight down, to them fish can jump out. Fish I, they couldn't even get out because there was so much line towing them down behind them. They come to the top and thrashed real hard up, running up river like they were gonna sky, you know, fly. But yeah, it was, it didn't happen. So the fish I had, they were real hot fish. The two steelhead I caught in the day, and then that last fish, dude, it was a f- smoker, dude. I'm talking, I fought this fish for ten plus minutes, and I'm like, all right, do not I don't know, really, I can't see it. I'm imagining it's a Laker, and it's it gets up to, like, like how a planer board would run, because, and I'm maxing this seven-weight out. I'm talking, there's no more I could do 10-pound leader with, you know, this rod. So I change, like, side pressure direction to out-river side, and I'm, like, yanking them back, trying to make them dizzy. I'm yanking them, yanking them. Finally, the hook for the whole front of the leader breaks out, and I'm like, nah, I could have took all day. Who gives a shit? But it is what it is. But I've never been fought like that. Like a fly rod was hard, very, very hard. Not, not for me to fish. I'm gonna figure all that stuff out. I'm gonna work for the good drift. But put the fight, yes. No, it wasn't like me having the tuna stick and like ah, they're done. I beached them. You know what I mean? I put them on their side after letting them fight a big rod, and it's almost like I wench fishing with my center pin gear, just because uh, I don't know. It puts a lot of pressure on them. I mean, they're ultimately fighting a big rod, but uh, uh, anything less than an eight weight, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend for anybody newer to it. In fact, I think you could go with a ten weight, no problem. It, it'd probably be the better choice. These fish are strong, and why wouldn't you want? The right gear, that's, or the gear that could handle them.
1: That's a place there where that extra six inch to foot on a rod makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. it does. Yeah, with nine six or a ten foot eight weight or something like that, oh, that'd be it, perfect up there.
0: Yeah, dude, it. I was getting worked, and not, and I never used this rod, but still, I, I can't blame it on the gear. I'm definitely telling you because I fought a lot of fish that I know these were top top ranked. Like they're big
1: dog fish. Yeah,
0: and I ain't shit. I, I'll tell you right now, anybody lesser would would have probably lost harder. <laughs> but it was a blast, man. A great day. Beautiful weather. Got to talk to some people and, you know, aw- awesome day. Got my buddy on his first couple of Lake Trout and I was like, well, you want to go back? He's like, I'll go back. Yeah. <laughs> so, hell oh, yeah. Uh, you know, best de- best day ever. I think if you would say that as you're living my life, you you keep on, you're on to the next, the, you know, achievement and, and reward or just accomplishment, you know what I'm saying? And there, I set out for the journey, you know, with, with things in mind, and it all went through as planned, so that was great. Stayed safe and made it home. Hey, that's all that matters at the end oh, of the yeah. day. When I, when I was washing those dishes, I was thinking about that chrome as I was <laughs> polishing that spoon. I was <laughs> like, back to my <laughs> shit normal life, but here we were, you know, at a moment in time. It was awesome. Good day. Awesome Bye. trip. Hope oh, Jason's doing as well. That was on his birthday, so I, you know, I had to slip in a. A little text, like, oh, I hope your birthday is as big as this brown trout.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I got him a bird. He's like, holy shit, yeah. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> I'll be there. All well, them other guys get the, a little preview of hopefully what they're going to get. But
1: Oh, his head's going to be as big. As, it's going to match his nose when he
0: gets home. Well, I mean, <laughs> ultimately, he's got to put some fish, more fish on the bank. I heard they're, like, low in the in the third quarter right now. Or they? They're on the lower side. I, I haven't got a report, but, I mean. I asked his kid, so, you know, ultimately, Jason got to give her the report, right? And she said, uh, I think it's like four. So, I mean, unless he's hiding fish, I mean, ultimately, it could be <laughs> lowballing us on the count. But, yeah, good luck up there, man. It was awesome, and it was great to see you, Ryan. I'm sure you'll be hearing this shitty podcast here in a couple of days on your way fishing, and good luck then, too.
1: Absolutely, man. But, hey, we are going to go take a break. Uh, we'll be right back with, uh, with our good friend, Dick Gross. So I can't wait to talk to him.
0: That was Stories with Jace.
1: The top rope for tonight's podcast, Dick Gross. <laughs>
2: that was awesome.
3: Yeah. Oh,
1: that was perfect. What's up? Nothing, man. What's
3: going on? Hey, oh.
1: so Dick, hey, you're, you're good friends with us. Uh, we know who you are. Uh, a lot of other people don't. Can you, uh, can you give a little background on yourself?
3: Hey, Chad. Let me tell you all about that.
1: Thank you. So, <laughs>
3: so uh, I just travel for work uh, pretty much all over the United States. Sometimes I get the chance to go to Canada. Um, my work allows me the, the time to fish, and uh, all the bosses know that I fly fish everywhere I go, so I travel with gear, whether I'm driving or flying, and they always kind of try to uh, work in some extra time for me to, to be able to fish uh, I've been fly fishing pretty much strictly fly fishing for the last I'd say five years now I think yeah about five years and before that I kind of just used a spinning rod and once I started fly fishing more because it was easier to travel with that was it I was I was sold on it and pretty much my spinning gear and all the tackle has been sitting in the garage. I'm sure it has probably three pounds of dust on it all.
1: And if you had a, an option when you go traveling around fishing in places, what, what would you prefer to fish for?
3: Oh man. Well, that's the thing. I, I can't say like, I, I would personally would prefer to fish for, uh, toothy predators. That's my, like, my thing that I love to do when I'm on the road, you know, find places, especially hitting like Ohio and north of it. You've got muskie, pike, and then as you get a little bit more south, you can get into the pickerel, uh, chasing the three of e is, is my favorite. And that's what I like to do, but I fish for everything. Like, there's nothing, uh, that I'm not, Wanting to fish for, like, I like to fish for fish, you know.
0: So, outside of these areas, I guess, Midwest, Northeast, have you fished Esox out west or any other areas?
3: So, if I go out west, uh, like, I was just supposed to go to Modesto uh, for work, and I got about uh, almost 360 miles from the house on Friday. And uh, I had to turn around because the customer decided that they weren't ready for the install or whatever. And I had it planned out to fish, like, you know, the famous streams all across the northern areas, you know, like North Platte. Uh, I was going to hang and fish on the Truckee for a while. We talked about doing maybe Pyramid Lake, but I, I, I already, sometimes am afraid of ladders. And,
2: you know, I don't, <laughs> I
3: really doubt with that.
0: Get you some stilts. Yeah. There's <laughs> some nope. clown juice some stilts? Drywall
3: stilts yeah. yeah Only
1: If if you fall off a ladder though On Pyramid Lake All that's going to
0: happen Is you're going to pull fall. a splash You might get a bobber <laughs> To your head
1: <laughs>
3: That's true <laughs> I would That's about it
0: Well I, In the aspect but, of There's musky out there Have you ever Thought about Maybe chasing them On the left coast
3: Well I've looked I've talked to like um, There's a couple guys In Colorado Like KJ Evans who does the force fly fishing or the force, uh, vices. I got one from him. So I talked to him randomly, you know, if I'm heading out West, I, I might meet up with him in Colorado. He knows where there's a bunch of like northerns out that way. Uh, as for California, usually if I'm out that way, it's trout or I'm salt fishing and I'm terrible at salt fishing. Like it's, it's a totally different thing. So, when I get there to do it, like, I feel like I have no clue what I'm doing. And I'll ask a bunch of guys like, Hey, you know,
0: Nah, we don't know.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't don't live here. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, am I stripping? Like I'm fall stripping for smallmouth, or am I stripping like real fast, you know, like summertime, you know, like, and they're like, Oh no, just kind of like let it drop to the bottom and it's like slow retrieve. And it's like, Oh, i like streamers man what are you doing
0: yeah yeah that shit right That that shit ain't fun
3: and then same with like i went to hawaii and i was like super excited about that because i i was there for two and a half weeks i was there for a week for work and then had a week of vacation um so i was like was like oh i can go out for bonefish maybe and maybe some permit would be cool and i did some island hopping while i was there and uh i only saw i saw like two permit and i they were just moving so fast through like the shallows, like the flats. By the time I saw them, I was like, well, I can't, I can't shoot a line that far now because they just shot back out.
2: Uh, (laughs) So it's
3: like, and like trying to find like, ideally like what I want to fish when it comes to salt is like, I, you know, you see like flats, like I fish flats in Florida, which is great because it's like pretty calm. You don't have to worry about like waves and all that stuff coming in. But, like, you get to Hawaii, and it's, like, all, like, lava and coral, and it's, yeah, man, it's
1: so rough to fish that area. Just a bunch of BS. Yeah,
3: pretty much. So, but I still had fun because I was fishing, you know?
1: So, I was listening to the Orvis podcast this week, and um, their guest said a quote that I'm going to transfer into carp fishing from now on. Okay. But he said... What's that? There should never be a, a permit... That goes uncaught or unspooked. You should catch a fish or spook it trying. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, definitely work the carp. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can just walk along the bank and they'll run away.
1: Exactly. Except for
3: the one, except for the ones by my house.
1: Oh, you got you got a pod of dummies. Uh,
3: it's a massive pod too. I it's so I've got a creek by my house. It's pretty. It's a pretty big creek. Um, but there's a lot of. Uh, there's some smallies in there. They're not really that big. Every once in a while, you'll catch some white bass in there, uh, tons of bluegill, lots of carp. And I mean, it's right by like my, I live, it's halfway between my house and my office when I'm in town. And I've I've walked out there and walked right up on them. I mean, we are talking a pod of probably 30 of them sitting in two feet of water. And you're standing over top of them and they're just like, yeah, whatever, I don't care. Would do you have a stick or something that you hook me? Like, <laughs> they
0: they give it up every time. I didn't time. try
3: throwing flies for them yet over there, but...
1: Oh, you haven't hooked okay. one yet? I
3: haven't, yeah, I haven't hooked oh. one yet. I haven't tried yet over
1: there. <laughs> they'll, they'll get a lot worse skin Oh yeah, they <laughs> yeah.
3: One thing. Yeah, new, when you start throwing some stuff in the water, yeah.
1: Once they know you're coming after them. I mean, I've tried, them.
3: I've tried in, like, there's another section of that same creek that's a little bit more upstream. There's, like, a nice little, like, dam they built, because they're trying to you know, redo the, the watershed, so it's like, it's pretty nice. They a little park over there. But the ones that are above the waterfall, they're pretty skittish. Like, they hey. see you coming. They're, they take off.
1: Hey, Dick. But the other ones. Yeah. Are you drying your hair?
3: No, it's my heater.
1: Oh, okay. I'm in, my,
3: I'm in the uh, <laughs> sunroom. In our new house,
1: I gotcha. <laughs> it's like the
3: same. It's the same kind of heater as in like every hotel I stayed in. So okay. I'm comfortable with so this. you know, yeah. ex- I don't mind it.
1: No, okay. I just we heard a little bit of noise, just making sure. I thought you lived yeah. in Ohio. Dry
3: my hair. I don't use a.
1: Don't you but, live in Ohio? I, don't don't you have a mohawk though?
3: I do the <laughs> same haircut I've had for. I'm 40 now. I've had it since I was 18, so 20 two years yeah See it's I have, like a mohawk it's like a it's more like we consider like the psychobilly like quiff that's pretty much what it is but it comes back into the tail
1: see I I have a, a flesh yarmulke going on so if I have a mohawk it's like a two-phase mohawk uh,
3: a two-phase like a
1: hawk? like no like it's like like I have the back stretch of it and then my bald spot and then like the top part <laughs> you could do worry. like a, you could
3: do like a cool Y yeah,
1: thing, like
0: right. where it goes around, like almost like
3: the, the bozo or the uh, toilet bowl. No,
0: no, you see, so you're not thinking outside like the down box. the
3: back, like a zipper. <laughs> no, it,
0: the reverse mohawk. Just leave the sides. cut a strip right. down Just the middle. The oh, yeah. Strip down the middle, leave the sides. The reverse.
3: Like, Diet red, and then get a bunch of buckets and try to throw ping pong balls in them from, like a lion. <laughs>
1: yeah i'm the new yard game <laughs>
3: <laughs> there you go but they have you have to have a sidekick as well
0: so you you were recently out on the left coast doing some salmon slash trout or char fishing oh yeah i, went, I was
3: uh i went out for work i was out in washington um and i've never been there and like
0: they got musky i think like, don't they that
3: fishing is way different uh, Than what like we're used to, you know, like out here, like we we got the streamer game pretty much locked down like year round. You can fish streamers, and out there, like I was talking to a guy, went to a shop, fly shop over there in Tacoma, and I said, hey, like honestly, I have no idea how to fish for like salmon or whatever else is running these rivers, like kings and all that, you know the different salmons. I have no idea. I'm from the Midwest. I don't know any of these fish.
2: <laughs> and uh,
3: he, he said, uh, just, just, uh, yeah, just throw these. I'm like, well, this is like a, I was like, what is this? is like a, just a really big wooly bugger. He was like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> they're just really bright. And I'm like, okay, so can I strip these like a streamer? He's like, yeah, you can do that if you want. Or you just throw them like under a, a sight indicator bobber if you want and just let them float. I'm like, what? Like, that's pretty boring to me. I was like, but I'll I'll give it a shot anyways. I went out and threw them like I was throwing, you know, just throwing streamers just like you would like shooting up towards a rock to your left and letting it drift down a little bit and strip it back through through the seam and and back to you. And that's how I I started picking up all those like Arctic char, which is really cool. Uh, I caught, I think I caught about eight or nine in a day. And that was just in like a couple hours. And they were just moving up through the river upstream I saw one salmon where I threw, uh, I threw the fly in front of it, just past it, so that as I stripped it back, it would go right in front of its face, you know, thinking in my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, if you see it, you're going to come forward to eat it, right? And I shot the fly right ahead of it, and it caught on a root <laughs> that, was probably, <laughs> that was probably like five inches past his head, but just ahead of him. So it was just stuck on the route. And I was like, damn it. Now I got to go. I'm going to spook this fish. So I like kind of keep my line tight, pick it up. And I walk behind the fish about 15, 15 feet behind him. And I come up right behind him. I could have literally reached down and picked the fish up in my hands. He and never then I, moved? Yeah, I caught this fish. But that I just didn't feel right about it, you know. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, could, I seriously could have reached down. It didn't spook until my hand went above its face to un- unhook my fly <laughs> from the root, no, and then no. it took off.
1: No, I don't know what you mean. I sent my son after steelhead with a net last week.
2: said, <laughs> like, go get him. That was awesome. Good luck. Like, go get him. Go ahead.
3: Oh, uh, I've had days like that when I was like fishing, like Elk Creek and that's where we were <laughs> they're just in there and you're like dude they're right here like i can seriously take a net and just scoop this up
0: but you can't catch them but you don't want them. but do you want to
3: do that no it's all about like <laughs> catching them on the fly you know and I mean, you, gotta hook, you gotta you gotta catch them to before catch you shuffle them
2: down, pick it up like ah, i have this fish
1: you tie lots of flies but um you, <laughs> do, do yeah, you I do. I know you you like spec- or specified the musky game. But uh before you go somewhere, do you like do a little bit of research on the local knowledge and like tie flies for king salmon or tie flies for arctic char and stuff?
3: Uh no, I didn't tie for like that trip. When it comes to like going up to like the Driftless Area like in like Minnesota and Wisconsin, I'll tie like different small streamers cuz I I traditionally like fishing streamers, but I'll do dry flies, you know. And like,
1: if you have to, depending
3: where I'm going, if I have to, I I would rather fish streamers (laughs) all day, every day, just because I like the constant connection to what's going on in the water. Like with a dry fly. Yeah. You have some connection, but to me, you're just kind of like throwing it out and just watching it. And then you're like, Oh, a fish just came up and ate it. Set the hook. You know, and with a streamer, you're throwing it out, you're working it work in it, and you're in charge of what that streamer is going to do. So it's a better connection for me personally as to I'm trying to trick this fish into eating something that I made to look like something it's supposed to eat. I think that sounds about right.
1: Yeah. You're trying to get that fish to kill it.
3: Yeah. You're trying to get this fish to kill something that you made to look like something it's already going to eat. But yet you're tying something in a color pattern that it's like, what is this? I've never seen this before. Like, there are no orange fish in this river, (laughs) but I'll try to eat it anyways, you know? (laughs) There are no orange fish? (laughs) Like, what is this? Is that a clown? What is going on here? You know, like, some of the colors we tie just, like, are so unnatural. You mean, like, what? They get some of the best reactions.
0: Just fire tiger? Like white with a
1: red head.
3: Well, uh, white with the red head, I kind of, I like doing the red ring kind of like a gill. You know, like you get the gill plates that are real red. Yeah. It's so like when we went fishing, we were going out for the hybrids. I was throwing that small mini fly. Mm-hmm. And that one was white with a red ring and then a white head oh. on like a, like a small Buford, like a rounded coned Buford. Um, and that fly itself, I don't even know how many fish i put on just that fly alone.
1: How many different like, species do you think caught that fish or that fly's caught? That you, one has you, caught. You caught walleye two. that day too.
3: Walleye, smallmouth, northerns. Uh, it brought in a big muskie in Canada. And Dave was making fun of me because he was like, that fly is not going to do anything. What is that? I was like, I'm going to call it the attractor because it's going to bring the fish in. Sure enough, that's what it did, and so it stayed in my box. Uh, it brought a big muskie, and I, we were just, you know, I wasn't even paying attention. All of a sudden, I got to follow and this big muskie coming in behind it, and we were just, you know, bullshitting on the, on the boat, and none of us paid attention because we're like, yeah, whatever, it's this tiny fly, you know, whatever. And sure enough, this big muskie came in, and by the time we noticed it, I was already back at the boat, and I went to go into the figure eight, and it was just like, now nah, I'm gonna sink down and go under your boat and wait. And then I think of Lou who was in the back, ended up catching that fish. On a fly, which was nice.
1: On a real size fly?
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, so, yeah, that one, like, that fish has caught probably five or six different species on that single, on uh, that one fly.
1: And that one, you tied that with a, a, a stinger hook, correct?
3: Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that one's got a stinger hook on.
1: Do you do that with a lot of yeah, your smaller, so- smaller size flies?
3: It depends. Like the smaller ones, like I'm kind of with the smaller ones, I like the two watt size or a four watt. Just depends on like in my head, like I'm making a fly and I'm like, okay, I want to be this fly I'm making for musky or northern. Okay, so two or four. But then if I get to, you know, if I think about the fly, I'm like, but then if I can use this for smallmouth too, maybe I should stick to just a two, strictly two watt, which has been kind of some of my smaller ones are two watt. Uh, but then I'll push some of that exact same pattern into like a six on as well, because I like the way it moves in the water. I'm like, well, I'll just give it a bigger hook and it will definitely be a better musky fly than for like smallmouth or largemouth, even, you know?
1: And your musky flies, you tie mainly like Buford style flies. Uh, yeah,
3: I still tie, I like will tie some game changers style. Um, And then I've just been kind of playing with my different style of like Bufords. Like I've been doing, uh, the traditional, you know, big bulky head. And then I pair them down. Like when I make a fly, I'll strip the hair and the fibers all back and I'll push them down kind of tight to see how the head sits compared to the rest of the body. Like I see some guys who make, when they make their flies, I don't think they pay attention to like, how big the head is and then when you pull down the the feather and uh, fur behind it I feel like it needs to have a smooth transition into that some guys don't put enough so when they squash it down if you can visually think of what I'm trying to say like it your Buford is usually pretty flat you know it's like a block and then if you smash the hair down behind it if it just looks like a block with like a line tailing behind it I don't think it's an effective fly because you're not getting the silhouette appearance as it's moving through the water. So I've been playing with different styles of that. Like that's my main thing I focus on now when I'm making flies is the head going into the body. Like I want, I want the fly to look like a fish as it's moving, stripping through the water instead of when it stops, pauses, flares up. And you get that silhouette. I still wanted it to have a fishy silhouette as it's stripping through.
1: So with the bucktail that you're pulling back, are you making a thread dam yeah. in front of it? Or are you wrapping over it again? No, I do it
3: as I go. Like as I start in the back, as I'm making my flies, I move forward. I keep pulling it down and stroking it back and, and putting my hand around it, seeing how that, the next wrap, how it's going to go over it to give it a nice, smooth, Transition from head to tail. So you, you like, get that just like if you're making like a if you're making like a uh, one of Blaine Chocolate's like game changers and you have all that chenille or whatever it is you're tying around it and it looks like a big giant ball, right? Just like this, it looks like a big dog turd. And then you have to like trim it down to give it the shape of a of a fish, right? Yeah. You, you see the correlation of how, like I'm talking about when I tie my flies in, like I'm going from each section of bucktail I tie in, I'm stroking it back and holding it and then let it go a little bit, then squish it down again, just to see how it's going to keep that shape through the water. All I, that makes sense. Or, all or I got, I just like, Mark
1: might
0: know uh, all I got from you know that is like Watch. a, like I, I do, but well, you're building on top of it, it is what you're saying. You're just, you're going part to part, but I, you're, I mean, I get a hundred percent
1: what you're saying, what but it would to be honest, wet, right? You, the musky don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's I not. think maybe it's I mean,
1: just they're... my
3: personal preference. Like, cause I see some people when they tie what my, my biggest thing is from the back of the Buford where it meets the rest of the, like fur and everything that you're tying in like the mm-hmm. buck hair bucktail buck behind it like i think i feel like when i make my flies i like to have a good flow into the rest of it from the from the buford head
1: oh uh, yeah when i look at that there's multiple things and that like i don't take that into consideration now i'm looking at a what's going to be behind it? Are they are you running rooster feathers are you running regular feathers are you running a dragon tail What's the consistency of the fibers you're using? I mean, is it thin fiber? Is it wispy? Is it thick? And then you're looking at how much you're going to put in the head based off the hook. If it's a light shank, big shank, heavy, and how much you're going to need to move what's behind it. The more that's okay, heavier, yeah. thicker, drag behind it. If, yeah. it's getting, if there's a lot of drag behind it, you want more up in the head. If there's very yeah. little, like real thin saddle feathers, you can lighten it. And the tough part is, is the one reason like I, I try not to do that, I use body hair you're really subject so, to the see? quality you get yeah. so that's kind of tough to okay. get that transition with that but i get what right. you're saying see, i don't though, use i don't use
3: body hair at all. i use um, mainly just bucktail and i work depending on the the fly i'm building like which part of the bucktail i'm using
1: yeah i wish i didn't have to but man there'd be no way to uh, <laughs> to tie the amount yeah, of flies i do without the amount, amount you tie yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd be burning through the bottoms of bucktails, going, "All right, now what to do?" Now. Oh yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. I started
3: using like where the bucktail meets
1: mm-hmm. the body. Like
3: I make sure that there's a big chunk of that body here, right where it meets the end of or the the base of the bucktail.
1: Yeah, you're almost transitioning like the whole con, like the whole body of the fly into everything, rather than having like the separate for like the the Buford style. I get what you're saying. That's yep. I, that's neat. Yeah. So it's almost like one as a whole without it being a body up to the head, then the head separating it.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah. That's like my, my big thing is I don't yep. like, I don't like my flies to have a separation between the head. I like it to all kind of blend together. I th- a big thing that, that
1: really helps with that is a really good, crunchy, crinkly bucktail. So when you're getting to that head, it holds that bigger profile. So it's not as narrow right up at the top.
3: Yeah, I've got certain bucktails, like I've got, I get bucktail. I've gotten some from you guys, I've got some from like Brad Bowen, I've got some from Dave, Huff, and I use each bucktail differently. So I know like when I get bucktails, I go through them all and I'm like, okay, and I'll feel all of the, all of the uh, hair on it and I'll feel like how thick and coarse it feels or how fine it is. And I designate, okay, this is only going to be used for like the middle of a fly. This will be for the tail end of it. This is mainly for Bufords, you know, mm-hmm. and I've been making different, buf- different style Bufords lately. I've been doing some like that are more conical um, that kind of look like a cone and then transitioning between like a cone and then into like a more of a, almost like a bulkhead in a way as well. Like, we could talk flies all day, like making beautiful flies to get destroyed by fish.
0: You only got a van to store them in.
2: That
0: and what, about eight rods? Yeah, you are... What's what, that? That and about eight what? rods in there. What are you saying? I said you got about 100 fly boxes and eight rods in the back of your little van there.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> Yeah, I do. I've got any given time I usually have at least four to five rods with me. And then I've got an ungodly amount of flies. Just, Everything what? from fishing like panfish to muskie. I usually always have a selection because I never know where I'm gonna go like fish at, because most of the time it's like hundred percent I no, I wouldn't say hundred percent. Most of the time it's just I get somewhere, I look on a map and I say, Okay, Google Maps, let's see, there's a little, there's a little creek that runs through here. Okay, I'll go to satellite view, zoom in, run through, through this creek, where can I park at? Or does it look like there's any deep sections, you know? Oh, is there a river that runs through here? Okay, where can I park at? Where can I walk to? Where can I wade? You know, so I always have to have everything kind of available to me to where, no matter where I'm at. I can go and catch fish.
1: So not knowing like where you're going to be, what's your typical line you carry with you? Do you carry multiple reels in?
3: Um, if I'm going into a place, the first time I go in, uh, I usually carry, uh, what is that? Uh, it's like a, I usually take the nine weight with me with uh, an intermediate line. Yeah. It's just a fiberglass rod. I love it. It's fast. It can get me where I need to go. I used to carry only a five and an eight with me everywhere. Um, And then I kind of tucked the five away for a little bit and was strictly fishing an eight because I was, I think I was up north more. So I was having to deal with a lot of like northerns and a five doesn't going to cut it for some of the northern I've caught up there. Um, So lately I've been throwing at nine uh, just as my first day. So the first day I just kind of like exploratory kind of get a feel for how like the streams are laid out, like where there's deep holes, what kind of fish might be in there. And then the next day I might go back to the same stretch and then I might scale down to like a five or a six, or if I need to, to stay with my nine. It just depends really on what type of fish I see in there and like how the stream's kind of laid out. Cause if it's too, if it's a real shallow stream then I'm going to throw lighter, lighter gear cause I'm, thinking in my head like okay well i don't want to get too deep down and keep getting stuck on the bottom with streamers or and fighting with you know branches and stuff so it kind of varies where i go but most of the time i'm always exploring with my nine league, which is sometimes i think it's so overkill
1: and, <clears throat> excuse me how many different places do you go to that you have you know guys that you can fall back on and say hey can we go fishing today or hey i get off work at four, what can we do? You know, I know you have that around so, here with us. So, right.
3: You... So that kind of, you know, like I, I talked to some guys and they're just like, Hey, why don't you just go out with a guide? I'm like, you know, like my job doesn't allow me that kind of freedom. Like during the week, I can, you know, they're like, well, I, I said, I could be off by, I could be off at 11 a.m. I could be off at 5 p.m. It just depends on how work goes for the week. You know, my schedule is kind of, I still have to go to the customer every day. Not like it can just like like all right guys I'll see you in two days I'm going fishing for a day you know but I I'll, I'll find some guys and just ask them like hey you know I'm gonna be in the area like where you know where you think would be good for you know fish type X you know like where would you suggest I kind of hit up and all the guys will be like oh uh, go fish here you know or go fish here or go fish here I'm like okay. Or you get guys like I was just up in Detroit a couple of weeks ago and I went uh, fishing with Cody Wisehart because he I said something to him like, yo, um, I know you live right by there. What's the what's the fishing like? You know, are there are a couple of streams coming off of St. Clair that I should hit like little rivers. He said, man, I work third shift when you want to go fishing. You tell me I'll, we'll go out on the boat. We'll just hit St. Clair. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I've never, never been out there. So let's do it. So that's kind of how I fish with dudes while I'm on the road is just kind of ask people, like, hey, you know, where do I go? And then they may just offer up, like, let's just go together, you know?
1: You got to get like some with money you guys, tied I'm up. like,
3: when I'm in town with you guys, I'm like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Anybody free to fish, you know?
1: Let's do it. You got to get some money tied up in licenses, huh?
3: Yeah, you don't. You you have no idea. I'm
1: just sitting here thinking about this, like, holy crap.
3: I have, uh, I have 22 of them right now.
1: (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) That's
3: crazy. Yeah, yeah, because I don't. Because the reason why, like, I think about it this way: if I go to one place once in a year, I could go ahead and get like a, a three to five day license while I'm there. But what if I go back there again within the year? Oh, then I got to spend that same money again for another three to five. When if you add up those two t- numbers together, usually it's the same amount as a out-of-state yearly license, right? So why not just go for it?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: it's it's only money, you know? It comes and goes. You can make more of it. Exactly. I might have, might have to work a couple more hours just to make up that that license I paid for. But I know that when I go back there later in the year, I don't have to worry about a license and I can just fish. Yep. I just take a screenshot and I keep it on my phone. So that way of DNR stops me, I'm like, yo, here's my license. Yeah. That happened to me in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I got stopped by. Uh, it was, it was like, uh, I think it was like, it wasn't, it wasn't DNR, but it was like coastal patrol or something. And they were inland. And I was fishing, like, an, I was fishing an inland, inland stream coming off of uh, the ocean there. But it was, like, a little park area, and it was, like, a harbor. And I was fishing in there, and one of the officers came over. He's like, hey, uh, oh, you're fly fishing over here, huh? I'm like, yeah. He was like, I've never tried that. I see people doing it every once in a while. I've never tried. I'm like, you want to try? Like, uh, you can go ahead. Like, I'm not going to tell you no. He's like, oh, no, no, no. You got your license? And I'm like, oh, shit. Yes, I do. Here you go. But most of the time, I will say, like, if I do see a DNR officer, most of the time, if they see you fly fishing, they
1: assume you already have a license. But isn't that weird? Because, yeah, you never do get bugged.
3: Right. And it, I think it's because it's fly fishermen have a different uh, standing with
1: obeying uh, the fishing law. in general. <laughs> well,
3: I, I wouldn't say obeying the law, man. You see me. I'm pretty tit tattooed up i'm pretty punk rock like i guess you're right you're getting checked here buddy i I follow the wall (laughs) but i think that as a fly fisherman this sounds so shitty but like the whole elitist mentality i think everyone kind of thinks like oh he's a fly fisherman he has everything in line in order they're the goody goodies of the fishing
1: is it that or or though most fly fishing and you really i don't even know if there's even out there but Almost all of it's catch and release, so they know they're really not coming to check like bag limits or looking for what you have in a cooler or anything like that either. It's almost like a wasted time for them.
3: Yeah, I guess I never thought about it that way, but yeah, I, I would say a lot of the guys are catch and release. Like I'm almost always catch and release. Like if I'm in the driftless area and I'm camping, I'm gonna keep a couple trout and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna have a nice little shore lunch, maybe dinner camping have. Had some trouts. When I was on the road uh, with my buddy Elvis in California, we went on tour. I uh, was playing bass for him. He's a fly fisherman. And uh, we were all, all through, uh, was it, Rock, was it uh, Rock Creek in Montana? And, uh, yeah, we did pretty much every day it was just catch a couple trout. And that was dinner right there, you know.
1: There's no way them fresh real ones can taste better than these pellet feds ones. <laughs> no
3: they're
0: absolutely horrible
3: it's like uh <laughs> they did not know
0: you could eat the skin I,
3: I, on them. you know that's one thing i i think uh the guys out there are really lucky having like all those the wild native fish out there like i don't think people realize like how lucky they are to have that like we have warm water fish you know like i won't eat a smallmouth bass like that's one fish i will never eat I've never tried one, but I won't eat one just because I know how long it takes for them to grow to the size and how old they are by the time they're at like a a good size. And you're like, oh, this would be great to eat. But I'm like, God, oh, they're already like old. And it's like, no, nah, you you've lasted this long. Just keep doing your thing, bro. I'll catch you next time. You know,
1: I don't know. Different fisheries are different. <clears throat> I think rivers. I don't know. I'd, I'd find it hard to hard press to keep one. If I find a lake that's full of them, you know, I'm going uh, to whack a smallmouth and eat it.
3: But, but see, that's the thing is, like, I don't think of smallmouth being in lakes, you know, you know,
1: like. we got lots of To me, lakes.
3: I've always caught smallmouth in, like, creeks, streams, and rivers. I've never caught one in a lake.
1: Yeah, we we have them around here, but my big problem is I'm, I'm freaking lazy. I don't know.
3: I'll, well, yeah. I'll, I'll go
1: catch I mean, 20 smallmouth and then go to Giant Eagle and pick up some fish on the way home. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but
3: you guys have, you at least have like trout streams that are very close to you guys, right?
1: Uh, stock trout streams.
3: And yeah, that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> you can always catch some stuff. I mean, I've got a, two trout streams that are relatively close. They're both an hour from my house, but
1: See, one, Chad... like,
3: one is stocked all the time and one isn't.
1: Chad doesn't want to take the time to clean them. I would rather just pay Giant Eagle than go trout fishing. <laughs> so either way we're still going to Giant Eagle here. <laughs> That's Although, my, my old boss.
3: One of our old bosses, he would he would randomly text me on a weekend. And he lives in Canada and he would text me he's like, "Hey, I'm going I, I went fishing today." I'm like, "Really?" And he'll send me a picture of like Salmon fillets he gets in the grocery store like, in a package. <laughs> and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, I, I laugh every time because well, I, I'm still more Canadian than all the Canadians I work with.
1: One thing we don't pass up there. They'll
3: admit that too.
1: The uh, early, early season crappies, them are, them are tough to pass up there.
3: I mean, <sighs> I'm not going to disagree with you on that at all.
1: That's a, that's a tough one. I to do love cro-
3: like. Any any fish that you have to spend about seventy thousand on a glitter boat just to sit on and jig all day for has <laughs> got to be the greatest tasting fish in the
1: world, <laughs> or a block of ice. You need to get up here in the winter <laughs> and ice fish with jays. It's true. Yeah, man. What was, come come through. What in the, that? You need to come through in the wintertime and ice fish with jays,
3: Yeah, I do. I've got an ice. I have an ice rod because I it was ended up like, uh, in I think I was in like Minnesota or Wisconsin for like. I always get stuck up there in the winter time, so I bought an ice setup just to have with me, to be able to go ice fishing. And yet, I have yet to use it. So, Jake's. Oh,
0: hell yeah, dude! I mean, ultimately, with the right conditions, we could walk on any water around here if it gets cold. So, (laughs) I mean, it's it's a whole different ball game. But we could just talk about fly fishing while we catch the fish we're gonna eat. You know?
3: Oh, that sounds awesome. I'm down for that.
0: Last
1: time I went ice fishing was like a blast. Last time I went ice fishing with Jace, we were jigging for walleye and knocking the snot out of a man. It was. Really? It's probably the
0: most fun I've had on a block of ice in a long time.
3: <laughs> oh, man.
0: But, you know, when you go on an epic day, yeah, that's <laughs> the kind of shit you say. You know, <laughs> you know there's, a, there, there's days the where it ain't go, so nothing. good where you are sitting you're,
3: there for hours like, this sucks. I'm just sitting no. in a lawn chair. Over a hole
1: in the ice. You have a dip can full of maggots in your pocket, you know? <laughs> but but we do oh,
0: we do have the fish finder. The see, see you have faith. When you got the fish finder. So you could go all day as long as you know that there's fish around, right? Oh, they're down there. We got to figure it as out. As long as I, I
3: have, like, a tip-up? Is that what it's called, a tip-up?
0: You could do that. And but I that's, can bring, my, that's I bobber can bring fishing. my hockey
3: skates and just skate around. Like, there you go. fishing.
0: Hell yeah, I'm dude. I'm cool with that. Nah, man, we got places. that That'd be awesome to do. I mean... It it's uh it's to the wayside because i'm too busy fishing but i mean there's a yeah. pond where everybody ice skates that's my practice rink i guess you could rank it up too <laughs> yeah wintertime dude if it's all froze up plan on that if you get this way we'll do it
3: that sounds awesome i'm down for that for sure so i haven't like lear- i haven't learned much about ice fishing so it's, it'd be nice to go with someone who knows something about it because the last time i went ice fishing was here in ohio like two years ago And it was, like, the last weekend we had of, like, good, solid ice. And I was just like, well, I guess I'm going to go out to this, you know, this little lake out here that I know people ice fish at. And I just, you know, dug down in someone else's hole that froze over. And I just sat there for hours, like, just (laughs) jigging. And I was like, this kind of sucks. I
2: don't
3: know what I'm doing. Am I doing this right? I don't know what I'm doing. You
0: got to have a few good days. But that's all in, you know, experience and time and, and handed over information. So, yeah, you know, I mean, I, believe me, I went from the no electronics and, and, you know, grandpa's ice fishing to playing the game now. It's almost, it, it's like a crazy... Pac-Man. W- yeah. You get
1: dialed in, you lock in on that Vexler.
0: You you never want to fish where no fish are, right? I mean, ultimately in fly fishing, yeah. that's fun sometimes. Yeah. I mean, like you're hunting, you're looking, you're, you're reading water on rivers and stuff, but ice fishing, nah, that ain't fun. I mean, ultimately, we yeah. fish where fish are. and Yeah, I
3: figured you'd have to have electronics for that to be able to at least see, like, okay, this hole where we just, you know, made, there's fish here or there isn't. Are they deeper in the water? Or are they more shallow? Like, I'm sure that's, like, the game right there. Now,
0: right? now, look at it, like, on a bad day, okay? Now, like, a let's say a, a one musky day. Put this... The, now, if you were able to know that fish was coming and be ready, how much more success do you think you could have you know what I'm saying so even on a slow day them electronics are just they're just key you know what I mean
3: yeah yeah I gotcha.
0: gives you the high percentage of when and where even if it's you know once or twice or three times in a whole hour or whatever you just got to be in the right place at the right time just like that that five.
3: Okay,
2: yeah, it's
0: like everything. Oh yeah, but to be to know to be ready. That's the big tip off for that, you know what I mean? I'll spend 200, 300 bucks for that all day long. Okay. So, Dick, you also you had a
3: Oh, what?
1: What was that? <laughs>
3: go ahead, go
1: ahead. I was going to say you had a goal that you were trying to attain for this year. Oh the, yeah,
3: the 20
1: for 2020? Yeah. Um how's that going? How What's the count at, and uh, what what was the twenty for twenty in twenty twenty?
3: Okay, so the twenty for twenty twenty
0: sounds like a was McDonald's Was going to be twenty muskie
3: in twenty twenty. Uh, it started back in you know January. It was between me, Dave Huff, and our buddy Daniel Moscone. I'm sorry, Moscone, and uh, we all said, okay, well, the goal this year is we're each of us going to try to get twenty muskie this year. Because of 2020, it's like, why not? You know, let's shoot for the moon. You know, we live in an area where we still have to drive. We still have to travel, you know, at least an hour and a half to three hours for good musky water. Um, But it's an attainable goal if you get your chance to get out there all the time. Um, I have one musky. I have one. And that was the first one I caught in January. I was in uh, eastern Kentucky in a small little creek and, and caught So far, my personal best, which she was probably between 40, 42 inch, still a pretty big fish. It was colder than hell, but it was awesome. And this year, COVID is just kind of, it it just messed everything up. Um, I haven't been able to travel as much and I haven't been able to get out on the weekends because I've also bought a house and getting that together, moving everything in. So yeah, 20 for 2020. Has been one out of twenty.
0: Just get twenty-one trying. next year. You'll Every be on. Okay. up
3: to, so, to get on that how, line, you know.
1: How are the other dudes doing?
3: Uh, on the fly, uh, I think I'm the only one with fish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you guys are one of <laughs> on sixty. <the> fly. <laughs> hey,
0: you still got time. You guys got time. So
3: Daniel, I think he's at like ten or eleven, but I'm pretty sure they're all on gear.
1: Oh, yeah. boo him. It makes you feel any better. I set twenty this year too. It's kicking my butt. Yeah, yeah we, it's, I mean, got it's little, a, we got a little. Time if you left. think
3: about it, it's a good goal because you can say, okay, I can have a day where I catch one or two. If you're lucky, you catch two. Um, but you could still move fish. Doesn't mean you're going to catch them. But that's kind of part of it. Is I'm I'm more excited when I see a fish than I am anything else. Yeah, catching it is like the ultimate goal, but seeing the muskie is really where it's at, you know.
0: I I think twenty is a super high number to be thinking, you know, I guess it is obtainable, no doubt, and with a little bit of travel, but dude, a a fish a month would be to me a good year. You know what I mean? A dozen, ten to a dozen fish would be a great year for somebody.
1: Well I mean you figure this year and I talked to Chad about this, at this point in the second week of November, this year and last year, I equally moved 31 fish.
0: Just counting fish you've seen throughout the year.
1: Last year through the end of the year, I moved 44. This year, I moved 31. So the last six weeks of last year, I moved 13 fish and landed five. So you figure, Hmm. I mean, in our area here, that's fishing. I've put in close to 50 musky days. So, I mean, that's, you know, a, a decent amount of days, but... I think twenty. It's more than efficient twenty could,
0: could, be, could be obtainable. It's almost a, fish a trip. It could be. No, I mean, it's a fish every other if trip. You're, yeah, but still, if that's, you're marking the so moving fish, you, and
3: fish and you know where those fish are. You, I mean,
1: that's a lot of it though. We're, yeah, we're getting to fish a lot of the same water that we learn and understand. Well, you're, you're, fishing, you're moving around a lot. That makes it a little bit harder. You and get, get to go really, hard, really hard because. Yeah, really I mean, hard. like
3: I look at guys in like Wisconsin and Minnesota catching muskie all the time. they're always. Net and fish, you know, and then I go, well, that's because you guys have the water right there. Like you have, that's like musky central. Like yep. I'm in Ohio, like I'm in Cincinnati. Like we have a stock musky lake here. And if I go over to this one, there used to be stock musky there, but I know they're in this river. I can fish that one, but they're in this river. I could fish that, but I don't know technically where they are in this river because I'm still learning it. Or I can go down to Tennessee or Kentucky, like Eastern, and I know where they are, it's just being in the right place at the right time.
1: Is it just as far for you to get to, like, Tennessee as it is areas of Kentucky, or how long is Tennessee for you? Uh,
3: So if I go down, I'll fish with my buddy Charles in Tennessee, and he's down just outside Oak Ridge, and it's like three and a half, four hours, Mm -hmm. just drive down there. Um, And if I go to eastern Kentucky, where I caught that muskie, that's the same thing, three and a half, four hours away.
1: So to get to, like, where they have the hardly at.
3: That's like, yeah, it's like four hours. It's like three and a half, four hours.
1: That's not bad. That's decent. No,
3: like I was out today on, you know, one of the lakes here. And it was, it's with my boat and I drive up there. It's 45 to 50 minutes, depending on which ramp I want to put in and where I want to fish out on the lake, you know, but it's finding the fish. That's what makes, I think, lake fishing and river fishing different. Like if you're fishing a lake. They're kind of locked in an area, so you always know where they're roughly going to be at at different times of the season, right? Whether they're going to be in, like, this cove over here in the spring, or they're going to be back in this creek in the spring, or they're going to be here or there. You kind of learn that.
1: Yeah, for sure. As to
3: where the fish go. The,
1: the tough part with that is, though, is you're going to have certain months of the year with a fly rod. Them fish don't become obtainable.
3: Oh, no. That's no where, once that's they go where, down deep, yep. it's like, wow. Yep, you're done. I could throw it out there and let it sink for 30 seconds <laughs> maybe with like 700 grain and just be like, okay, I'm just going to let it, you know, strip, strip, and then let it just fall. Eventually it might get down there, but never, you know. And then they, you know, you never know, like the one place I like to fish the most for them has like two big creeks that come into it as well. And then those creeks split off into other creeks. So you never know like where they're at. You know, you can think back to a couple of years, like, okay, a couple of years ago, I was fishing this creek, and I moved, like, these fish over here. But that was in the spring. What's the chances of them being in the same exact Your area? Your
1: biggest like thing there is in the, the fall, fall of temperature. If they were yeah. there at that temperature, they're probably going to be relatively close again at the other temperature.
3: Yeah, yeah if
1: you can, if you can dial temperature from spring to fall.
3: That's true. But then you also got to also look at... Food. Are they coming into these creeks because of spawn? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Or are they
3: actually staying natively? That's in where you these guys
1: creeks. see it food wise. If the suckers go up into them creeks in the fall, then yeah, they'll be in there with them. If they don't, then yeah, you're probably right. They may not, not venture back in there. They may pick a part of yeah. the lake in the fall.
3: Yeah, and I was, I was, today when I was out, I was thinking about the podcast the other day uh, when he was talking about lake fish versus river fish and like what patterns you throw for those. Like in the lake, you're scaling down to a smaller shad pattern, you know. Yeah. And in the and in the rivers, you're you're worth throwing a little bit bigger flies. Now the thing, but what got me caught up today when I was out there fishing was like, okay, these are lake fish that come into these creeks. So, technically, what would I be throwing? If I go by that understanding that in a lake you're catching, you know, they're they're going after smaller bait fish because they're just plentiful.
0: That's great. Yet in
3: a river, they're eating bigger fish because they're taking the opportunity to eat that bigger fish to get that meal because you, you never know when the next one's coming. Right?
1: Yeah, it's kind of, kind of the thought behind it, but are the shad pushing up? You know, you, you don't know until you know.
3: Right. Yeah, because the lake could be turning over and all the shad are dying. You know, you get the shad die off. But... Uh, but you never know.
1: <laughs> you do It's just, yeah, unless you're on it every single day, it's just it's so hard to ever. I feel like a yeah. guy. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I'm
3: hardly on it because, like, you know, with traveling so much, like, to... I have to, man, like, that's what makes traveling super fun and super frustrating because you're always having to take techniques from every type of fishing and adapt it to where you are Yeah. at any given time. That's tough. And it's tough because then when I come back home, my home waters like there's waters I've been wanting to explore now for like two or three years. Now I have I bought a new boat. I'm like, okay, I can take this one up there maybe if there's a put in. But once I get the Jet John done, it's like, oh, I don't care if there's a put in or not. Is there a bank where I can back my trailer over it and dump it? Perfect. Let's go. And I can explore that section. You know, How- but I don't get to explore home waters very often.
1: How big is the Jet John?
3: A 12 footer. Awesome. So twelve thirty six, yeah, twelve thirty six. Got thirty six inch bottom on it, yeah.
1: And how big of a foot. how big of a jet engine did you put on it? I, I know what you did. Oh, uh, that's. that's <laughs> I know. Got a,
3: it's got a Kawasaki uh, JS five fifty
2: <laughs> engine in that one. So it's a
3: smaller jet ski, but I mean, I built my I built the jet John for one person. So there's only one seat. It's got stick steer with a with a throttle. um, and that's really it. I mean, it's just pro- completely all deck, except for, like, where you sit. And then there's, you know, that's it.
1: So with that stick steer, is that forward and back, like forward turns right, back turns left? Is that how no. you...
3: No, forward turns left. Or back turns right.
1: Okay. Oh, man.
3: I but... think, I don't know. <laughs> Chad would right. <wreck laughs> it. It could be, I can't right. remember.
1: Oh, geez. I, I would be horrible. I'll know when I'm going. <laughs> I would be horrible. 18 PBRs deep driving that I guess thing. I what what, <laughs> uh, and I've never I've never drove one, and I don't know anything about them. What is the purpose of a stick steer? Why a stick steer? Because the linkage for the steering is opposite. It's like you took a jet ski, right? Yeah, it's just yeah. all it is
3: is a jet ski. I cut down the hull. So instead of uh, uh, took the motor, and instead of having the steering steering arm, you know, like a like a bicycle handlebars is pretty much what a jet like most jet skis have uh,
1: okay so it's like, and all yeah, it like is, is a, you have yeah, a, I got you. Uh,
3: just a linkage you, it goes once you turn left it pushes the rod in and it turns it to the left so it pushes in and it pushes back on the pump itself to turn the nozzle
1: gotcha huh. okay
3: so a stick steer is ideally doing the same thing if you were to have it right in front of you like facing your facing your eyes and have a straight line back and then have the um, the rod for it at the other end. If you turned it to the left, which it would go to the left, if you turn it to the right it would go to the right. And then you just dropped it straight down and put the base of it at your feet. Go left is left. Right is right. And then put it on your side, forward is left back is right. Or however you want to set it up. Really? And yeah. It's up to you. It's personal preference,
2: right?
1: It's cool. Do you know, open and sweet. If you were left like the hull for the jet ski on it, so you like sit on it, so it looks like you're in no. a jet ski inside of a John boat, like like a turducken of boats.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say that's so a build one, but so here I we saw go.
3: someone post one the other. I, I think it was like two months ago, and it's seriously like the whole entire jet ski in the boat. In a John boat. Yeah,
1: like and I was like, "Are you? Why would you do this? Like, why?" <laughs> Because it like, just way, takes up so much room. Probably way easier than the way you did it. <laughs> I've seen people... probably
3: if, dude, mine take. Uh, I don't know, the amount of hours I've put into fabrication. is to uh, think about it.
1: I've seen people epoxy jet crazy. skis into drawn boats. You know, just super like cut out the hull of the drawn boat, and epoxy it down, and there you go, Bob's your Uncle. Don't yeah, that's forget
3: it. Yeah, pretty much that's what I did. Like in a way, you don't like I cut it out but I did mine a, like a way that I could weld a lot of stuff in. I did some bracing through the whole entire, uh, the whole entire John boat is braced with aluminum uh, square tubing to like really beef it up. Cause I wanted the whole thing to be pretty solid uh, because you know, if you're going fast, you hit a rock, it's going to tear through the hole, but I wanted my hull to be pretty solid. You know, how much it's a, it, it's not that wide of a boat. So like, I mean you could if you stand on one corner of you could feel it twist, right? So I wanted to beef it up to where if I'm standing in one corner I don't feel that that give in the boat.
1: How much weight did that add?
3: Uh maybe like what? Like the motor and everything in it?
1: No, no. Or uh just like the, the aluminum. Beefing up the hull. Whole...
3: Maybe like twenty pounds. Okay. Cause aluminum's pretty light. It like is. It's not a it's, as long as you can weld like you can weld it, you know. And what are you? Gonna, it really didn't add a lot.
1: What are you gonna make the deck out of? Uh, it's just gonna be uh,
3: just some plywood. I already got the carpet for it. <laughs> I just need to I just need to <laughs> cut it and then put it in and like put the carpet over it and I'm done.
1: Is it staying? In, just, is this boat gonna be staying inside? Like no, when, it's gonna go on the water. No, I mean when when you're not. <laughs> Not, it will. It'll be in the garage. <laughs>
2: so I can
3: bring it. <laughs> so it's at my dad's right now. My dad lives down in Kentucky. So uh, I've got all my other components for it here at the house. I went and picked them up because he went to Florida for like, I don't know, six weeks or something. You know, the snowbirds. Yeah. yeah. And uh I was like, ah, I'll come get the boat here. Probably, probably go down this week and get it since I'm home. I'll probably drive down. Throw it on the throw it on the Forerunner and drive it back to the house and I can finish it on here you by thro- this weekend and get it out.
1: Are you gonna throw it on the roof of the for- Forerunner?
3: No, I got a trailer for it. I oh no, it, that'd be know, way funnier if you.
1: It'd be way funnier if you threw it on the roof. Then hold your hand out the whole way home, like you're holding oh, a, like you're holding a mattress. <laughs> like I'm holding. I can
3: hold it on. Like on. Oh. <laughs> oh, that would. I mean, hmm. don't, don't tempt me with a good time.
1: But. What I, what I was getting at with keeping it outside? If you keep it outside that plywood, it, it gets waterlogged and adds a lot of weight. So if you're looking to dump it over the banks of like creeks and stuff, yeah, all that little bit of weight adds up to being a pain in the ass.
3: Yeah. So I was going to buy I was going to buy some of the, like the pressure treated stuff, but that always comes and it's always like wet and still so heavy right. just from the All right. So here's what you do. So I'm just buying regular ply, and it's going to seal it with uh, oil-based paint.
1: No, do so this. So like a
3: Rust-Oleum oil-based.
1: I have done like four decks, and finally someone at Home Depot told me what to do. Get the treated. What's that? Get yourself. Uh, cut it to like, are you doing like one whole full sheet, or is it going to be cut?
3: It's got to be, I mean, like, it's got to be sections.
1: Okay, so then cut, like, in half or cut at least to a section to where you can put a table on top of, like, a folding table or something heavy. Put something heavy on it, stack bricks on it, and let it sit for Uh a couple weeks, and you will watch all the water press out of it. Once all the water's pressed out of it, get, like, a typical varnish, hit it, it's sealed, it's hard, it's treated, and it is, like, it's more durable than a marine grade has been. Really? But it takes a few okay. weeks, and you'll literally, you'll watch the water just press out of the sides, and then once it finally stops, it'll start getting to, like, that dried-looking color. Pull everything okay. off of it, and then go ahead and seal it like you would, and then it is completely dried out then. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was buying it, and I was like, how do I fix this? And he's like, go home and do this. So I did it, and sure enough, it has held up extremely well. Hmm.
3: That's a, that's a thought. Because when I, you know, I work on CNC routers, so I can always get different types of material to use as a deck. Like, Mm. I could use some type of plastic or, you know, whatever.
1: What's that? Get Kusa. Kusa board? Yeah, get Kusa decking. It's never going to rot. I mean, it's expensive, but it'll never rot. It's lightweight, and it'll never waterlog. You get Kusa, and then just put something over it so that it has a little bit of traction. Whether yeah be like a sea deck or something but that's well a good, i can do that because yeah.
3: i some of the so a lot of people who cut sea deck use the machines that i work on there you go um KUSA with C C I, deck over it i can get some of that easily i can even cut it if i wanted to
1: there you go that'd be the best way that won't water log. it's light it's the water runs right off yeah
3: and the boat is super light right now like like it, me and my dad can lift the boat up with the engine, everything in it. The only thing missing is the deck, and you're you gonna pop it a
1: willy around, with that. You know, <laughs> I can see you. Just, that, you're gonna be popping willies with that thing. <laughs> I, hope so. I hope so. I need to be able to
3: get up over rocks and small, you know, gravel beds and shoals and stuff. That was why I built it because here, like where I live at, we don't have, like honestly, southern south. Western Ohio when it comes to public access is it's a joke here especially for boats like it really is a joke like either really half the rivers I want to fish there are no ramps to it at all so why not build a boat that you can just dump you know pull up to a bridge and then pretty much if you can back your trailer down along the side of the bridge and just dump it in there we go that's all you need you know
1: Here's another question for you. You uh, you said you're, you're building it for one person.
3: Are you? Yeah, it's a single, it's a single person boat.
1: You putting a trolling motor on it so you can fish yep. and still control it?
3: Yeah, yeah, I've got a 55 pound uh, one of the riptides. because mean, riptides. Okay. And uh, I've got it. I, it's also on my other boat too, so I have it to where I can take it off one boat and put it right on the other boat.
1: Cool, cool, man. Well, hey, Dick, we've had you on the phone for over an hour. Uh, it's Sunday really? night. Really?
3: Yeah. Are you man. serious?
1: Time flies. So. Um, oh man. Is there anything that we haven't covered that you would like to hit on, man? Um, let's see.
3: Oh, we do we ever talk about like the awesome fishing we've done together?
0: We didn't speak on that one bit. You exactly. did, You did catch an amazing striper when you were here that was that's right that was a. you yeah, know I think you the
3: first time i went fishing i went with chad i moved moved to muskie that day yeah you did and then the next time i came back i went fishing with jace right
0: yeah it wasn't no good though
3: <laughs> uh it was still a good day oh we yeah you time.
0: caught your first walleye shit can't not yes, be a right. good day to do yep. that
3: first walleye on the fly we try to day. take you then to good back places me, <laughs> caught that big hybrid
1: yeah, guess what he did the the second time he came back with me? Hybrid fishing, Jace. He got a good picture of his walleye. Oh, fucking A. <laughs> <fucking laughs>
0: That's right. We got a really good picture that time. Uh, we we were, per se, after a I mean, like, I like the picture Jace sent me, because I at least see how cool my pants look.
2: Uh, 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 well, I
0: mean, <laughs> ultimate. Ultimately, that fish wasn't even big enough for me to get my phone out, but with the exception of meeting you, just meeting you, I took a bad picture for you.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's all right.
0: It was worth it. Bad pictures for everybody. Hooray. Here you go, bud. Like free tickets. Get uh, the hell out of here.
3: We're gonna mark. I think we've been talking about trying to get up there, nice. do some musky fishing. With I got
1: to get you out. Go figure, too. We went out Monday, had a really good day, and it wasn't until Wednesday you were going to be off. There's time. Right.
3: Yeah. And that's, yeah. that, that we'll, turned into a whole mess anyways.
1: We'll make it happen one of these trips. Up
3: yeah. Road. Yeah. I'm home. I think, I think I'm home for the next, like, I don't think I have anything on my schedule now until maybe January. What are you going to do? So with, like most,
1: what are you going to do with uh, yourself? Do, uh,
3: phone support and then fish my local waters.
1: <laughs> there you go. Get to learn them. Crazy. I mean,
3: I, I mean, yeah, there's one river that like I've been, I used to wait it all the time. And then I was talking to one of my other buddies and he's like, and he used to live up here and we've talked about it. He's like, dude, there's gotta be muskie in there. And I'm like, ah, I, I personally think there are, it's just finding them, you know, in this river system. And it's like, I just need time to be able to get out there. I only know of one boat ramp on the whole river. Honestly, everything else is like canoe launches for like, you know, people who like want to go canoeing every weekend. You know, like canoe rental places or kayak or whatever they do. Did so you... there's only one boat ramp, and it's not anywhere where I want to be. Like I'd have to go upstream, like probably five miles.
1: Hmm. Huh. <clears throat> but those canoe launches, once you get your uh your 12 footer put together, will be perfect.
3: Yeah, but I wonder. Well, they're they're like private. You know what I mean? It's like those places uh, that yeah.
1: Actually, you get a whole
3: group of renting. people together and you yeah. like, hey, you guys want to go brew in this weekend? It's going to be nice. We'll, I'll bring like a 12-er and it'll be cool. And everybody gets shit-faced drunk as they're going down a river in canoes. Someone usually ends up passing out and gets really bad sunburn. <laughs> you know the kind of places I'm talking about.
1: Boy, that's going to be fun to jet around them people. Yeah, Brad, yeah, right I'd, by them.
3: You'd have to get. I, I'm thinking you'd have to get up really early to get up ahead of them, past all that. Yeah, but it still would be a blast trying to shoot around them.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dodging. Them. They would probably freak <laughs> out. Yeah, no doubt, man. Ohio's got musky. It's just a, it's a small water game.
3: Yeah, it's it's a it's a different thing. In Ohio, like, Ohio is different. Like, especially southwest Ohio is way different than anywhere else in Ohio. Like, mainly, you're mostly fishing for smallmouth majority of the time. That's mostly all we have here, that and, like, sauger and sawgye.
1: Your water tends to get pretty warm in the summer then?
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. So we have lots of carp, tons of gar. If you guys want to go gar fishing, Uh, there's some pretty big gar down here. In the summertime. So summertime is like gar and carp.
0: Lucky you get to go everywhere. I would lose my mind. What's that? I said I would lose my mind. I'd have to get out and travel. Lucky you get to yeah. get to fish around there. But you, you don't uh, per se go steelhead fishing, do you? With your, <laughs> with your with your free time. Well, you need to get your. Ass. I mean, if
3: I'm up in the. If I'm up in the area where there are steelhead, I will go. Like I was in Indiana, about when the first few steelhead were starting to come in in the St. Joe where I was fishing at, it. and a couple of the uh, DNR guys were there, and we were just bullshitting, and I we're standing on the bank, and he's like, "You got any? You got any like steelhead stuff?" I was like, "I got like one fly probably, because there's like one of the first ones in already is right here." I said, "Oh yeah." There's one. I'll wait till later in the season when they come running in, because there was only one. I may be up in like Talmadge, Ohio, where it's up in the steelhead area as well. I may go up there and fish if I'm up in the area, but I could always come to Pennsylvania and you know.
0: No, no, don't do that. With some dudes
3: who know steelhead.
0: That's nonsense.
3: So you're in
1: Talmadge, Ohio?
3: Are you, no, you that's buying, where. So are you buying I up in I go to Talmadge every once in a while because that's where. It's the water jet company that my company owns is in Talmadge.
1: Okay, so that, that's right by Summit.
3: That's, yes, that's the actually, only... they're right down the road from Summit.
1: And uh, the Diamond Lodge is right down the road from that. There
0: you go.
3: What you... is the Diamond? Wait, hold on. The <laughs> diamond Lodge. Is that a strip club?
0: You know it. Yes, Best sir. Best in Ohio. <laughs> I knew
3: it. <laughs> I, knew it had have, I knew it had to be a strip club. Of course you know that place.
1: Yeah, man. That's the furthest trip, the first I've ever driven to go to a strip club. Really? Yeah.
3: Man, I don't even know. Like the f- furthest I think I've driven for one is like half an hour away. Well,
1: my buddy won. And all... and,
3: and and it was also called Diamonds. <laughs>
1: there, there looks like a theme. <laughs> I think so,
3: unless you're in like Illinois, and then there's one called like. Then they're called Pewter. No, it's like silver—the silver slipper. I always drive past it when I'm coming back from a customer. When I'm driving back, and I'm like, "Oh, the silver slipper."
1: Oh, uh, yeah. see, I, was, I, I, was, I don't think
3: I want to go there. You should
1: stop and get lunch.
3: Oh, only if they have like an all-you-can-eat buffet.
0: Roast beef. It's Roast beef. <laughs> roast beef.
3: Oh. <laughs> We're going to Arby's.
0: Yeah. Oh, see, I, I guess I'm, I'm more normal. I my my sh- local strip club i guess rest in peace but
1: <laughs> it was called club pink
0: so so appropriate man a good name
1: they had a one arm stripper
0: only for what? a little oh,
1: while <laughs> only for a little while
0: she was part time oh. you get it <laughs> she she only gave right hand jobs
3: <laughs> only, only righties she a
1: could bit?
0: she could only spare <laughs> reverse righties. She could spin clockwise. Right? Oh.
1: She could only spin clockwise around the pole. <laughs> oh man!
0: Chad knows because he was there.
1: I did. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you were. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't just hear this shit. Can't make uh,
3: this sure, shit there up. There you go. The, the first-hand can't, knowledge.
0: Can't make this shit up.
1: Yeah, it's
3: like Illinois has got the silver, silver Kentucky. Now Kentucky has the brass
2: ass.
1: I thought you just said the coal mine. It's <laughs> <laughs> called it deep dark coal. The, the deep the
2: deep dark coal mine.
3: Oh. I think that would be like a West Virginia one though.
1: Yeah. Well, you, you're right, yeah. <laughs> coal country. country. Or or coal country, that's right.
0: Cousins Conception oh, or something like that. Yeah. You, you probably hit all the strip clubs traveling around, huh? Fish and, fish and uh, nasty strip clubs. That's great. And, and your name's Dick Gross, so it all goes right? hand in hand.
3: And everybody thinks my name is not my real name.
0: Fuck them. How about that?
3: Seriously. <laughs> like, from playing in bands, I've been playing punk, in punk bands forever. And, like, everyone's like, oh, it's just a stage name. I'm like, motherfucker, here's my ID. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, holy shit. Like, I remember I was we were on tour with a band, and we were in Texas. So and like, they're from England and they're like, oh, that's not your real name. I give my, I'm like, here's my government issued license. Here you go. And they like, the one guy looked at it and he was like, fuck. And just threw my ID fuck. on the ground and like walked away. And
0: I was like, what so the Was it, the ri- fuck? was it re- like Richard in school or was that everybody called you Dick? Teachers, kids, how how'd no, that it was work just, out? It
3: was, it was Richard. Oh, okay. But then like, so you're,
0: my the, dad, you're the guy for me. My like, dad's name
3: is Rick. Ah." Uh, so I just my parents just called me my middle name, which is Casey. That's why I every once in a while you may talk to someone, they're like, Are you talking about Casey? Like or or Dick. Who what? So yeah. it's kind of like I go by both.
1: Yeah, you said Dave calls you Casey.
0: Dick, the former uh-huh. the artist formerly known as Richard. But but you always be Dick. <laughs> That's dog. right.
1: But I'll
3: always be Dick. That's a, always.
2: Can't, change,
3: we got, we can't got change you.
0: now. I'm I'm to a point I mean, in my life where I could say your name without laughing. <laughs> You aren't the first dick I've ever met.
3: The first one?
0: I said you aren't the first dick I've ever met, so I'm pretty, I'm okay yeah, with I'm it. I'm sure
3: that other guy was probably like 60.
0: Oh, and he smoked cigars and rode around a motorcycle <laughs> with a fucking dog on it.
1: So there's no one my other age. Other guy, you're, you're, you're bold making assumptions there. <laughs> uh, it, it was a guy
0: named Dick. <laughs> I haven't met a there's girl no named no Dick yet.
3: There's no one my goes by that. Like, they're like, oh, I'm Richard. Like...
0: What? No, you're Dick.
2: No, I'm Richard. Whatever. Fuck off, Ricky. <laughs> Fuck, off. <laughs>
0: Fuck off, Ricky. <laughs> oh, we, we accept you, bud. Even though you could be a, even though you could be a dick.
1: You know one thing though? It <laughs> yeah, seems I like all be. people named Richard do not like being called rich.
0: I don't do. don't yeah, call him Dick. That's, that's for
1: sure. My my dad's name is names Richard. And he hates it. Just a regular. Oh yeah. You, don't blame. call him rich.
3: Yeah, my dad just goes by Rick. And then, like, if, I'm, if my dad's giving me a hard time, like, I just call him the Rickster. Uh-huh. He fucking like, hates it. <laughs>
1: like, oh, what's the oh it's the Rickster. He's just like, shut up. Shut up. I'm like, oh, sorry. So do you Dude, call him like, and he answers, you. hey, what's
3: going on? And you're
1: like, oh, the Rickster.
3: <laughs> Only if I'm hanging out with, like, my brother-in-law. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, like, because we're, you know, he's pretty much like my brother. So we always give my dad a hard time because he always gives us a hard time. But when we're together, it's even worse for my dad.
1: It's like tag team.
3: Exactly. The whole time. So the whole time we're just ripping on him. It's tough love. I mean, if I hang out with you and I don't give you a hard time, that means I don't like you.
1: Exactly. (laughs) You know,
3: like I rip on everybody because I give and take. And I, that's how I show my affection, I guess. I don't know. That's what I think. You do it. I do it. Jace does it. I haven't hung out with Mark, so I don't know if Mark does it. <laughs> but true. I give everybody a hard time because that's... It's good, uh, good for
0: the soul, know, favorite, man. man. It's good for the soul. All right, we're,
1: we're always busting stones.
3: Yeah, I think if you can't, if you can't take it, then like, we can't hang out.
1: Exactly. Like I said, we give it hard. But
0: in turn, we have, Ooh, to, yeah. we have to know
1: how to take it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Danny.
0: I talk so much shit that I got to at least catch a couple of fish or they're going to get me back. It's lasted 25
1: years. Once Chad saw Jay's nose, he's like, I'm keeping you. You're mine.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, shit. (laughs) I'm going to be putting that
1: to use down the road. That's constant content. (laughs) What did I say,
3: say, Chad? Oh, like most people, like if someone's talking about, you know, the the myth, like your ears will ring. Yeah. Does his nose... Tickle it tickles. when people are
1: talking about him? It does. <laughs> it twitches like Rudolph. Like right now. <laughs> right now he scratches his nose like Tyrone Begums from flares. the Chappelle show. Oh shit. Oh
2: man.
3: Like I was thinking about it the other day. Like my girlfriend always watches like Ru's, RuPaul's Drag Race. And like there was one drag queen on there, like called Bob the Drag Queen, it had a song called Purse First. And I was like, oh, does he walk in a room, like, nose first? Like, <laughs> is that a big thing? Like, <laughs> first, first. No, <laughs> so,
1: are, are you telling us we need to start watching this show so we can be up on the... Uh, Some RuPaul. On the RuPaul.
0: That's you a don't robot. have a lot. That watch. isn't even a RuPaul. I enjoy human. it
3: because I have friends who are drag queens, and like, I'm open and cool with everybody. I don't give a shit what background you have or anything. I'll hang out with you. But if you are an asshole and I don't like you, you'll know it pretty quickly. Oh yeah. And everyone I, else, like, fuck. I don't care. I don't care what your background is. I don't care what you do. You do you. That's cool. I don't hate on anybody for that.
1: You know. I'll tell you what. I have a a very close family member who's gay, and the yeah. the best part about it is that if I make fun of him, like oh, sometimes across the line and I feel bad about it. But yeah. he, <laughs> but he always laugh. laughs. He always he always laughs. Some of the you know stuff you say I, my jaw drops. And he always like, oh, <laughs> but, shit. but you know what? I wouldn't. But if he can take it, but he, he could take it, it's you know? I I wouldn't say it if he wasn't around. Hey, like Chad you said what just what I mean? a minute ago, he gives it hard, so he, <laughs> yeah, t- so he takes it just as hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Good, and I, I think everybody should be that way. Everyone should be that. way Tough skin. It, exactly. If I put a penis in my mouth, I wish everyone would make fun of me. <laughs>
0: all right chad
3: but that what if that's your lifestyle then it's
1: different right exactly yeah yeah so
0: hey on that on that note we'll we'll edit that out man chad can fix this
1: (laughs) you've taken us down a strange road dick Hey, I didn't take it
3: You, hey, I was just there, and it's like being in the car with your buddy.
0: We let Chad and talk, he shit crashed it. And they're it. like,
3: hey, we're going to go to Taco Bell at four in the morning. And you're like, oh, okay, great, cool. And then you end up at fucking White Castle. And it's like, what the fuck?
0: And then How did we get here? Hungry we in jail at 6 a.m. <laughs> Again. What's <laughs> that? So. Oh. It's been great talking with what? you, Dick. Man, we don't want to, we don't want to get any more away from the bizarre that we've already been doing here, but uh I hope everything's going good for you and you continue your trek to 20. I know it seems out of reach, but you you will grind and and work at it, right?
3: Oh yeah, like today, that's what I did today and I just it's a grind. Like 100% musky fishing is a grind. If you can't take defeat and learn from it, then musky is not for you. Like, end of story. Like, that's really all there is to it.
0: Well, if you only put yeah. one or two days in, you won't have so much defeat, but you won't connect either. So, yeah, the, the repetitive yeah. over and over is, is definitely the, the game.
3: Right. I did every cast, you think there's always a fish there. This cast is it. Okay, that cast wasn't it. Okay, this next cast is it. Okay, that wasn't it. This one here. <laughs> this is it right here. I know it. Oh no, nah, I, I fucked that one up. Okay, here it is. Here, you know.
0: My 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 fault. Back <laughs> like, that's the
3: mentality you have to have every time you go. Yep.
0: Last cast always turns into about three more, right?
1: I'm, I'm gonna catch a fish. I'm gonna catch a fish. I'm gonna catch a fish, and right, I'm going home. All right. Well, next time I go, I'm gonna catch a fish. I'm gonna.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then like you throw out, and you're like stripping
3: back. Like, is that is that a musky? Oh, it's a musky mirage. Wait, or was it? I don't know. Cast back out. Let's see. You know.
1: <laughs> it. I always picture it like a horror movie, you know? You're always waiting for that musky to pop out and scare you. Do you know what?
3: I've had one, actually, I was scared of. One <laughs> muskie I was scared of. I'm not going to lie. Really? And I, I, in my, and I said out loud, do not eat that fly. <laughs> do not eat that fly. <laughs> I was in my little inflatable boat that I used to I'd carry with my raft and I was fishing a lake and one of the biggest muskies I've ever seen came chasing a fly in and i was petrified i was like do not eat that fucking fly because i know if i hook it i'm gonna be some drug around this lake like it was you know like no thing you know yeah i didn't want that fish to eat it and then in my head i'm like no eat the fucking thing eat it eat it and, but then i'm <laughs> like no don't eat it because i'm kind of scared of this did it no I kind of intentionally like sped the fly up real quick and then let it die. And it just started sinking all the way down. The fish was like, nah, I'm cool with that. And just like peeled off and went back into the reeds. And I was just like, Whew. I'm glad I didn't eat it, but I kind of wish it did because that was a really big fucking fish.
1: <laughs> and then of course
3: I tried for like two more hours to try to get it to come back. And it didn't.
1: It's a, you missed your opportunity, sucker.
3: I did. I did. But I, I know where it is. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of those things where it's like, now I know where it is in the lake, but it's a lake. That's like five hours away from me, but I know where it is if I want to go back there and try for it again, because they seem to kind of like run in a cycle. You know, like I watched one fish that was probably only like mm, 36, not 36 inch fish. Uh, I was fishing and I wa- would watch him come by the same area and it was like every half an hour or so he would come cruising right back by again and then off he would go. And then a half hour later, he'd come right back down the same line and back out like they're patrolling, like an area.
1: He was like a dude on the corner slinging rocks. just you know. Yeah.
3: Just being like, oh, yo, what's up over yeah, here? Oh, ain't nobody home. Okay, I'm going to keep on cruising.
1: <laughs> Gotta keep his, his area on lock.
3: I have so many damn
1: stories. It's unreal. <laughs>
3: I was just thinking about it, like, it even, like... I could tell you all about all this other random shit like fish I see and fish I've caught and all this other stuff. And it's like, there's only so much time.
1: I know, man. Well, hey, let's do a part two. Let's, uh, let's do a January midwinter when you come up here ice fishing. We can do it in-studio one. It could be yeah. the, the Traveling Stories of Dick. That, oh, man. That would be the you next know, I've one. You
3: know, <clears throat> I've thought about doing a... Like blog or Journal. A podcast just about my
1: weekly fishing? You know what you should do? You should make an audio book.
3: An audio book? Yeah. What, what story am I going to read to people?
0: No, the traveling. My story? You're, you're, the, to, oh. you're telling of their, your the, stories. The, the
1: Traveling Tales of Dick.
2: Oh. Ooh.
3: that sounds racy. The van it, man. It does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: the van with no oh, windows, shit. man.
3: Oh, all right. I finished my coffee. All right. My second cup. Man, I. Which I, probably, I, I
1: probably fin- shouldn't
3: have a second cup.
1: I finished four beers in this conversation and got up the. P1. I didn't
3: hear. You know what I. What I hear when I listen to the podcast is I hear you guys opening the cans. Uh-huh. I didn't hear that at all while we were talking.
1: I got one. That was it. But I think we were all talking at the same time when I opened it.
0: Yeah, I feel like this
3: podcast is just like all over the place. And so people are going to be like, what the fuck are these guys talking about?
0: Talk to our buddy Dick. Yeah, man. Hey, th- that's, that's, right.
1: that's, that's what happens when we talk to friends. You know, it it's less fishing, more, more BSing. You know?
3: That's true. Yeah. And that's why it doesn't feel like it's been such a long podcast.
1: You know what? I don't think you and me have ever... I I don't think we've ever spoken on the phone. Yeah, we have. Have we? I I thought we just texted back and forth.
3: No, I called you one day. Did you? Yeah. We've spoken on the
1: phone. Okay. Jace got up He said, I got to (laughs) smoke. Of course he does. I'm telling you, he should switch to vaping. He should, man.
3: It would be a lot better for him. Because he get he can get his jazz cigarettes in a vape as well.
2: Jazz. <laughs> that's yeah,
3: man, honestly so... that's my favorite term for it is jazz cigarettes. I don't know why, but I love that term. <laughs> like, if anybody's like, "Oh, you to smoke a joint," I'm like, "No, nah, man, I like to in jazz cigarettes." And they're like, "What?" And then like it, hit, it takes them a minute, like, "What? You, what'd you
2: say?" Oh, Wait,
3: isn't that the same thing? Yeah. Oh. What? <laughs> You're like, dude, never mind.
1: Uh, that's great. All righty, man. Well, hey, we are going to get rolling, Dick. Okay, man?
3: All righty, buddies.
1: Yeah. Nice chatting with you. you. It was a pleasure.
3: Up. It was nice talking to you guys, too. Mark, where's my stuff?
1: It's uh, in the box going out in the morning.
3: Okay. I didn't know if it got shipped yet or not.
1: Yep. It's going so boxed, uh, boxed up today. Sweet. You're all done, ready to roll, Sweet. buddy. I threw, I'm sure uh, I will. I'm sure. always fun
2: <laughs>
1: he's coming in high off the top ropes that dick he's always fun <laughs> we broke mark nah. I so <laughs> went to respond to that and it's just oh but yes that was that was a good that was a good time fun chat that'd be cool that'd be hard that'd be really hard to have to travel to all them different areas and try to Fish like we get to fish our same spots and hone from t- day to day, and you got to go completely somewhere co- entirely new and try it for the first time. You that's that's uh, called fresh, that's hard, that's fun. That'd be fun, yeah, it'd be really hard, though. It takes into account what I was telling Jay on Friday night when he stopped over the house. <clears throat> you can't fish spots, then you have to fish water that looks effective, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, you you got to get into the habit of doing it. And it would definitely
0: be hard finding water that looks good. Yep.
1: Yep. That'd be interesting. Especially
0: to walk into. If you can find water on the map, that's good. That's just as good as reading water. Like, to find stuff on a map and being able to be relate it, you know, I like, oh, this might though, be, this finding might be good.
1: stuff on a map, fly fishing, is a whole different story, though. It's so hard, because oh, let's yeah. say you find I mean, it, let's take our upper river. I'll do Google Nine, Maps and look at pictures, percent of dude. that river, you're not getting into, what, and you're not going to fly fish it if you're walking into it, but on a, on a map, it's like, oh, look at this structure, and this timber's down. It looks great. How about that one tributary that you and I walked to last, yeah, last winter? I was never more afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I took my wife there about a month later. We had a we had a shit-eating ball. Oh yeah, <laughs> she probably had gentleman's breaks the whole way there too, huh? No, she did not. Yeah, <laughs> while standing over an 80-foot cliff in the pouring down rain and sideways wind, trying to gain footing. <laughs> I'm like, this is a great idea. I'm gonna die. I was sweating my unholy asshole off. Oh. Then <laughs> we got down in there and I literally laid on top that rock. I was like, I'm staying right here. You're like, I'm not moving. You can do all the exploring you want. I'm not doing any of it. <laughs> but that was a pretty sweet little place. That was cool. There was no muskies there though. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not there. <laughs> no. But neat. So speaking of muskies, Mark. You went and had yourself a day. We did. We had fun. Yeah, that's it. Dick was asking about going out. And I had vacation on Monday, Tuesday. And he was going to be free on, like, Wednesday. I'm like, go figure. I already had lined up uh, our buddy Michael. He was going. And everything's viral with schools. So he's like, I got to get the kids going. I'm like, that's fine. I go, we'll we'll get started late. We didn't get up there until, like, after maybe, like, 9. We probably didn't even start first drift till like, 9.30. So we kind of got set up. Then he got going, and then we fumbled with that line that was on oh, there a little bit It was a mess. Sorry. So we ripped all that, kind of got going, got him set, had him get a few casts. I'm like, all right, this fly is working good for you. This is, you're doing this. Keep doing this. Watch him run a few flies. Too. I'm like, okay, stick with that. So we set up on, like, the first drift and kind of get started. I'm like, I don't like the way that this is. I said, hang tight for another, like, 15 minutes. I'm going to trolling motors down here. And I get set up, get that drift set up. I'm like, all right, do this, set this way. So we get probably maybe 50 foot into the drift, 100 foot. And I had enough that maybe like six, eight passes went through the screen. I got to mark fish. I was like, all right, they're, they're way on the bottom. So I switched from the intermediate, went to the full sink. Still running the big lakehead Bufords. Gave it a Were you throwing doubles or just singles? singles? Big singles. Yep, regular single. Same one that I stuck that 43 on, that black and red. So I'm counting it, like, on a 10 count, and then once it gets to a 10 count, one thing that, like, I'll do that I like in a lake situation is I'll lean out to the edge of the boat, I'll push the rod out as far as I can, pull that line tight, and then bury it down. And then as I'm stripping, I'm keeping that down, and then as I'm taking line and I'm bringing the rod tip up to me, so it's helped keep, kind of hold that in the zone where I can let it pause. Because, like, one things, like Willen had said, when you've got one of them working down there, you don't really know what it's doing, but... If you're making the right strips, you know what it's doing. But if your rod tip's up out of the water, what's well, it's just going to keep pulling the head of that up. So as soon as it gets a side kick, it's going to head bob it and rise it up in the column. And, this way, cut off the side shooting. So this way, once you strip and you let go and you push your rod tip back down, it creates slack in your line. Mm-hmm. So then it allows that fly to hover down there and pause because now you have slack and it's not pulling the head right back up. So once you reach that line down and you strip and you're pulling your arm back with it a little bit, once you let go a little bit and you push your right arm back out, even if it's a couple inches, it creates enough slack that it doesn't pull the head of that fly up. If you think about it, it's like anyone that's ever worked a Zara Spook in their life. When you jerk it, you put the rod tip back toward the fly, or toward the lure, and it gives it's it time 100% to shoot side to side. Yep, hundred percent because these flies are working like that, like a glide bait, and it's just like boom. And I thought I hit the top because I just clipped the top of like a stump going through, and it's like oh, and then kind of hit it hard and then just started head shaking like oh yep fish <laughs> michael net now So he's fumbling with the net and little did i know fight the fish in and they were it was a strong fish and it just it kept pulling as soon as i got to the top of the water it made a rod on me i got it back he nets the fish and he's standing there with like <laughs> at the edge of the boat holding the net like this like with both arms out holding the sides so i'm like grab the handle I don't know, I don't got the handle. <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't got the he handle? Never t- I looked out, he ripped was, the handle right out of oh, it. So all he oh, had man. was like the basket there, and he nets the fish with like the basket. <laughs>
0: like a man would. So we, we put
1: all the net back together.
0: No handle. Uh, what, he pressed the button, and the button stayed pressed, and he just kept pulling he it? pulled uh, it right out of oh, it. It, but it. But I already had it open.
1: I, see, I already had it locked, so all you had to do was pull
0: the handle, and, and he didn't click, realize that. And yeah. He pushed
1: the button and pulled the whole thing right out. Um, It just pulled it hard enough like a 13-year-old watching you porn for the first time.
0: (laughs) Hey, no. (laughs) Pulled it right off. Hey, put it it like this. At least you got the fish in the net.
1: Got the fish in the net, bumped it. It was a 39. Nice, solid fish. That was a green one, too, down in them weeds. It was like real bright, shiny, greenish Those are super pretty
0: fish. So we hit that a little bit. And uh, I was like, all right. Well, come only you catch fish when you go out with all these <laughs> other He just fucking got them guys going along with you to run the camera and shit. <laughs> oh no, Chad put two up.
1: Not not this Chad. Chad Wild. Yeah, it's been 368 days. But you, who's counting? You put two <laughs> up on me that day. Yeah, Chad Wild put a couple up. I'm joking. So we get down. And I was like, all right, let's go into the shallow water. You know, just. It's, everything was kind of breaking at that point. It wasn't marking fish. Nothing was moving. So we started working through there, and we're working off. And I was like, just let's just go right up against the bank. Said so the way today's looking, I'm wondering if the fish aren't just pressed up against there. And sure enough, it's like three casts later, it's in two foot of water. And then here's this fish just comes out of nowhere, comes right up to the fly, and just mouth open and just closes. Doesn't hail. Doesn't grab. And just closes and looks directly at me. At this point I'm looking at the fish and I'm going
0: did you wait at it shit
1: Mike was like what I'm like I can't do nothing and the fish like opens its mouth a little bit turns its head bites back down on it and at that point I gave it just enough to pick up the slack and as soon as it turned its head away from me hammered it but the way I hit it I thought the hook like barely caught and I was like oh no so I immediately like, dropped down got the rod high and like tried to like turn this fish like get the net under it now, and as soon as I did, it raced under the boat. So I'm like down, like over top of it. I pull it back out. I'm like, At this point, I know he's hooked. All right. Comes back up, and as soon as he like goes to take the net towards it, fish races out like towards the middle of the creek, and it just starts running. I fight it back in. At that point, it comes right in. Then Michael puts it in the net. But that fish had just as much spunk too in it. But that fish, when they eat like that, it's just. It's, what do you do? <laughs> and luckily, I've had it happen before because uh, any time before, I would have stripped right down and pulled a hook right out of its mouth. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't do nothing. That was probably a good four, five, six seconds. We had like a little stare off there. And that fish just didn't just, boom, it just sat there. I have an anxiety listening to this story. I, I would have pulled it right out of its face. It was just one of them, like I was working that single and it was just popping. Pop, the thing was just... Like hovering, it would move real slow, and I saw him come in, and I saw him turn, and as soon as he looked at me, I said, don't set the hook. Opens his mouth, eats, I'm like, don't set, don't set, don't set, don't set, don't set. And luckily, I kept, right, that, set. <laughs> kept that going through until I saw that thing's gill plate from the opposite side. As soon as I did, and I hit it, and it was right up through the top of the mouth. The thing was hooked good. But I definitely didn't think I had a good hook. So, so he
0: didn't he didn't charge the bait needed. He just nope. put his mouth over it. It just and like ate slid it. over like a
1: like a steelhead would into a current. Its head came out right at it. The tail of the fly or the tail just slid back behind it. He came right forward, opened his mouth, closed on it, and just held it there. Almost it was, like he knew what he was doing without he, expending energy. Yeah, and it was just like a, nope. a steelhead would slide right yeah. into a current spot, come right up behind See it, and it, grab come it, coming and get position. It was so weird for two foot of water. It just yeah. hit, it, The fish just came out and it was j- just short of forty, almost tap forty, thirty nine three quarter. You got one over forty, didn't you that day? No. You get two right at thirty-nine. Right at thirty-nine. Okay. Yep. Two. Yeah. I heard that was a thick fish there. That was fat. A lot bigger around than the other one. That was a solid fish. It definitely looked a lot bigger Mm -hmm. in the pictures. That was the only two fish we saw. Then right after that, the wind started kicking, and it was everywhere. We said it just blew us right through. That place is hard. It it's awesome, or it's not. Yep. You know. And then once that wind goes, it was just, at that point, Day was pretty much shot. We duked it for about two more hours trying to get him on one. And did stop, pulled over, made a shore lunch. It was epic. He had ribeyes. He just brings a bag. Ribeyes, snap peas, and fresh garlic. Oh, man. Threw it all in the cast iron. And, mm. You sent us a picture of that, and you sent us a picture of the snap peas. I was like, oh, snap. Chad Wild has no idea what happened. He's like, oh, I just got that. Vegetables. (laughs) That was so funny, too. He's like, yep, all meat again. I'm like, nope, we got snap peas. The garlic, though. Just sliced it, threw it right in there Mm -hmm. with the steaks.
0: Yeah, them steaks cooked up real nice in there.
1: Tender. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: You need a cooking station, fold-out cooking station on your boat. You do. <laughs> you need to make it a little table, like a chef table. No, what I should table.
1: do is it like one of them things I can clamp right on the side, so it leans over the boat. Mm-hmm. Just do it right on there. Sit right on the back deck and
0: do, <laughs> do it. Get a little yeah. cheese, cheese plate. Just like,
1: <laughs> like DOS boat version one. Yeah. Yep. Right there on the side. Yeah. <clears throat> That'd be hey, perfect. Hey, speaking of DOS boat version one, this time is for real. We're having miles on next weekend, so uh, tune in. <laughs> It's uh it's gonna be a good one. Wait, do we have anything on Sunday? Uh no, Sunday we're gonna take off. That's right. I have a birthday party that got scheduled.
0: hmm
1: Cause someone decided to have a child in
0: Is it the yours? Middle of November. Is <laughs> it yours? Yeah, mine.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, you didn't decide that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I decided to do uh irresponsible things. Don't worry, like I won't I, won't. I will never tell him. <laughs> I will never tell him. I would
0: never tell him. He, he shouldn't be here.
1: I did irresponsible things nine months
0: prior. <laughs> At least you didn't cheat. No.
1: Man. <laughs> or no. get caught That's cheating. It's like that Valentine's Day thing with the picture of that big muskie. Remember, nine months from now they'll be putting the feed bag on. You're fucking <laughs> up.
2: Yeah, they say that about
0: the rut too. You, you yeah. see that? You see that meme floating around? That's hey. kind of like I was talking to you about. It. It's almost
1: time now. It's like I got some fish in the bag, and like we were talking with um Dick there. I sat, and I was just kind of curious because, like, okay, like, what did this year do compared to last year? I know, like, number-wise, last year I had nine fish. This year, after them, couple, I put me a 10 for the year. So, like, all right, I got one more in last year, and I fished right about the same days. I'm on pace to put in somewhere, give or take, between 40 and 50 for muskie, and then rest for smallies and whatever. So, I was looking at exactly at the second week point of November last year. It was 31 fish move total. I landed four last year out of 31. And this year,
0: I got 10 out of 31.
1: That's a lot better percentage. Mm-hmm. Is it
0: you sucked
1: last year? <laughs> is it you?
0: Or uh, is learning it? Learning more, I bet.
1: Me. hundred. And you know what? You. And you know what it was? It was the last six weeks of last year that did it. The last six weeks, I moved 13 fish. And having that many fish mm. in consistently week after week after week, it gave me the composure with them fish to do like I did last week. Because having the experience with them, you jump the gun, and I jumped the gun on so many fish. The amount of fish I hooked, I think I had like eight hooked and lost fish at that point last year. This year I've had one.
0: Whenever I put a hook in, I landed it. Yeah. And
1: that one I lost this year was just, it was in a funky spot, and I wasn't getting them out of there either way, any which way.
0: Better than the four out of 31? See that's
1: exactly. This is what this is and that's what I'm doing to look. it Okay, more. am I doing the right things? Then I obviously am. Now it's like, all right, well, this the last two fish. I, I mean, other than these, these couple are almost forty. Right before that was a forty-three and a forty-one. Look, like, right, I'm getting some good fish. Now I'm at that time of the year. I'm ready to get on the big lake Let, and get some bigger fish. Even if I'm not going to move a fish, I've had a good enough year. I've seen it now. Or right, my honey hole is going to fire up. But guess what? Got Saturday and Sunday. Hit the honey hole on Sunday. Go hit the big lake Saturday. And it's time to try to see if we can put a put that put one of them hogs in the boat. Yeah, they talking about the real Big Lake? No, no, oh. the one up uh, about forty five minutes. Yeah,
0: no, that's the Big Lake. The I big, mean, the local Husky Big Lake.
1: Why, well, I mean, we can. Blitz. I mean, everybody knows where it is. Pymatuning.
0: Oh yeah, that's I mean, the, there's that's
1: the lake.
0: There's that. That's the it's, big fish lake. Oh, fucking spot burn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you could drive it, put it you, like this. If you have a you boat know, that people, can fish that whole lake in one day, go ahead, bro. They you don't know, make all the People one.
1: that muskie fish that I've never really seen anyone ever out there there for the fly rod. No, no, I, hell no. No, they all camp out where uh, where your boy does. Mm-hmm.
0: Ultimately, you know. that's pressured when when it's easier. You know what I mean? It ain't. It's net. Yeah, you know, there's some grinders, some guys who will cast a lot more so trolling, but nobody out really put
1: some fish in a boat with the sp- flies there.
0: Nobody, nobody flies. out concentrating on spots and actually oh. fishing for them. You know. Guys, guys, that, guys that cast are like, oh, we're hitting this cove, <clears throat> we're hitting this flat, burp, burp, keep moving around it. You, you fish a lot slower with a fly. Yeah, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, yeah, you, you have to pick a smaller spot because you're, you may have the same amount of time even as a gear fisherman, but you can't, you can't cover the water as fast, as effectively at a rate. I of think you speed. can do it
1: as effectively, well, but not as fast. Not,
0: you, you got to take your time. Yeah, it's got to be that. Yep. Yep. For
1: sure. And, and that's one thing that I like about it. And Don and I had a conversation about this last week because the water we fish was so slow. And actually, like, you were brought up. Because I know how you like to go through, like, if you're a small fish, and pick them aggressive fish. Mm-hmm. Where I like that slow and just sitting. And, and I can get a handful of casts in to pull that, like, deep one. I like it, that with fly fishing. That, that's my old bass fishing mentality. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know what absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. That goes right hand-in-hand with it. Yep. That's my mentality from it, from... Yeah, that's what I like to do. I, yeah. I like the aggressive ones. <laughs> and that's why I like to fish a lot of slower water, because then I can sit and work on them areas, and I can get well, into a down a tree musky, and put every a musky angle A muskie is definitely
0: it. a fish that isn't, isn't tuned to biting first cast. No. He's too smart for that shit. You know it. No, I, I
1: like to give him an angle as to where could a bait come out of that tree, and how can I cast and give it an angle five, six different ways that that bait can retreat so that if he's sitting there looking for it to come out of one way and he's looking over to his far right, and I throw up the l- right side of that tree, I'm, look- I'm coming up his left side. Now, if I come in I throw one out to his right, it might be up there, but it might be five foot, and it's just far enough he can't yeah. get it. Well, but if I turn the nose of the boat in a little bit, and you fire one right in on top of him, it sits, it makes a couple strips, he, and all of a
0: sudden it's two foot going away from he him. He don't get and he's used to shoot it. Out he's probably plotting on it could- the whole time. You see could what I'm saying? Like, too. Yeah. You know that, what I mean? That's, that's my mindset where it lines up. Who knows? And I watched his videos uh, where hey, rice fishing, jigging, and there was a pack of bluegills around this little lure, and you've seen this pike from the back. <laughs> Which, in turn, I thought the pike, you know, everybody else is looking at the jig. I thought the pike was also looking at the jig. He was looking at the bluegill. Oh, my God. he, that blue, <laughs> the, he, he opened his mouth. And made a little tail wiggle, and that bluegill was gone. All the other bluegills were like, er, <laughs> oh, shit, bro, nope. <laughs> where'd Danny go? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's it's just that thing. They, they can look at something for a long time before they eat it in two casts I and mean, shit, in, I think, especially to a big fish, like in an area you're talking about. Which you when got you the get slow to this water. time of the
1: year, too... They just want it slow. I mean, it's just give that pause and let it hang there, and, and that's and that goes hand in hand with that. It could take them longer to eat. They'll come right up behind it and just
0: watch it on the pause, and then all of a sudden, I mean, they don't. Well, they're they don't not golf it either. They're it's not going to chase no fish around. They're down no. there. They see it. Right you now, know, they're going to wait for you to make the mistake where it's right for them, where they got the advantage, and that's yeah, that's the five to ten cast, and you're. You know, favorite holes are at, like you said, one side of a log, other side of a log. Yeah, definitely. Get two casts or fishing faster there, doing the same thing a couple times. Yeah, that ain't cutting it on. They just look at it. They're hunters, man. They're looking at it like you're looking at it just from a different, in water, you know. You're like, I want to read where they're at. They're like, I want to eat that. Wait till it gets over here a little better. Next cast. I think them stripers are like that, too, because they see it. There's no doubt. You know,
1: I went down to tease him yesterday. Didn't? No. Nah. nah, I
0: told you. That's okay. That is okay. That's just proven the fact that we gotta teach Jason that there's certain times for certain fish and certain times for doing certain things. So
1: I now you know what you had to do. I walked out and I. The, it's it, like seven it was, at one foot, or it was nine hundred eighty-two cfs.
0: Those seven gates.
1: I walked out to. Just past the first ripper. And I was like, uh, I'm by myself. This, this smart. Is fucking cold. Uh, I walked back in. I was like, uh, "What I do you made cold.
0: 49 degrees. I mean, it would be cold if I fell in. No, you'd be dead. Exactly. <laughs> you'd be full of water in like point yeah, two want, seconds. Yeah, I don't want them picking me up in Newcastle. Yeah, you probably wouldn't make it that far.
1: It's almost worth seeing then when you hit it there, if you had a raft on the back. I mean, obviously not like a day you're by yourself. Yeah. Go down, drop low, and then back row up to where the... Uh, Stand in the boat to fish.
0: Yeah. They're they're ultimately not there, like I mentioned a couple of times, but I know. Well, no, no,
1: no. And what I was meaning by that wasn't that. Was to drop down below the bridge, way down, and mm-hmm. back row up to where all that water's flowing out. See if they've moved down.
0: To okay. Because that's,
1: a, that's another area where you've got them at. See how they moved down, and they're now holding down in that deep water down there. That's a mother-effort of ro- back row. Especially up, at 900. <laughs> yeah. 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 But what I'm saying, they, that would be where they would go to the deep water section to hold. And then you can see, and then boom, go run the Clousers through there. If they're down there, they're going to eat it. Yeah. Like Dunsett, uh, McDonough. M- McQueen. McQueen. Uh, yeah, he said yeah. they're they're metabolism fish. they got to Especially eat. the colder it gets. Their metabolism slows, but they've got to.
0: they got to still eat. Yep. Oh, there's they've been known to be had through the ice, so ultimately yeah. they're not you know, they hiding eat. in the mud like uh, bass. No, just work a working,
1: working regular slower, bass. That's all. They might not eat it as fast, but they'll still eat it.
0: So I have a funny story. Oh, hey, real quick, yeah. just because
1: I'm thinking before you start on yeah. that, yeah. Next Friday night is tying night. Yes, correct. So anybody listening, our st- our standard spot at the Tad Dance Studio in Merce. 20th. The twentieth, yeah, because next week's gonna be Thanksgiving and everything. The weekend coming after, up. yeah. Yeah. So we're g- rolling with this weekend, so. so if anyone has any questions about it, wants to go to tying night, hit us up on the Instagram page at S V S Fishing, or hit us up on Facebook at any of our like uh, personal profiles. You yeah, know what we'll I mean? We'll direct you. Yeah, we'll we'll give you directions. Uh we'll post about this week also. Um so my son got sick on Thursday night. He was puking and like he had gas pains, and uh, it was like two in the morning. You felt
0: bad for him. No, I oh, didn't okay. feel
1: bad for him because I took a nap that day, and he snuck like eighteen candy bars. <laughs> so I did not feel bad for him one fucking bit. Shit. But uh, but I had to message my boss at two in the fucking morning saying, "Hey, I'm calling off. You know, um, if I can use a vacation day, that's what I do. If not, you know, just uh, I'll go without pay for a day. You know, a call off." But uh, I ended up getting a vacation day. So, uh, you know, I I made breakfast for him. I We made toast. Because uh, cause I made sausage balls. I started grilling at 9 in the morning. Made sausage balls with cheddar. And my wife was like, he was throwing up nine hours or seven hours ago. He can't eat sausage balls. Filled not with for cheddar. him. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, more for dad. <laughs> so I ended up making him toast with uh, cinnamon sugar on it. And uh, I was like, all right, well, hey, buddy, guess what? If you're going to sit on the couch and watch YouTube, I'm going to go out in the garage and do some work. So he's like, all right, man, yeah, that's fine. I'm going to sit here and watch YouTube. I was like, okay. So uh, what's Dad do? Dad goes out in the garage and starts doing work. I, I started doing our little side thing. And, uh, you know, come noon, I started drinking some beers.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Called off for a reason, right? Exactly. I was getting double paid and drinking. Be- I love drinking beers while I'm getting paid. There's nothing better. <laughs> There's nothing in my mind. You like,
0: have a bar right around the corner from your work.
1: Like Thanksgiving, if I can drink beers on Thanksgiving Day and get paid for drinking beers on Thanksgiving Day, I'm the like every beer like before three o'clock is the best beer I've had every year. Um, excuse me, but. I was standing in my garage, and about 3 o'clock, you know, I have dog, I have a dog, and I have two cats, and they're, bo- they're all inside-outside animals, and they're all black. All of them are black, so th- that plays into this, and I was in the garage. I had my head down doing what I was doing. I was on the last piece of product that I was doing for that day. Like that phase of it. And uh, I looked down. And I was like, oh, there's the cat. And then it rubs up against my leg. Like I had my high muck boots on, you know. And I was like, oh, that's not the cat. That's a big giant boar coon. <laughs> I was like, what? I looked out. I was like,
2: ah, ah.
1: <laughs> it, it, it looked at me and it hunched its back up and it ran out to the garage door. Like it was still in the garage, and but it ran t- like to the door opening. I was like, I- "Did you give him the rent money or not?" I was like, "Hey, go on, go on, get!" And it went, it went out, and it ran under my pickup truck. So I was like, "Oh, oh what, what, what the fuck am I gonna do?" So I, like, out <laughs> in the garage door, my wife had left a a rake, like a just a rake. You gonna go fight this thing with a rake? So I went out behind my truck and I started banging the rake behind my truck tire where it was, and it was like, arr, arr. I was like, okay, and then it ran and it ran behind the uh, the recycling bin, like on the other side of my truck. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go get this raccoon. I was like, oh shit, I gotta go grab my phone so I can take pictures of this raccoon for the podcast page. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you're gonna get rabies. So I went back in, I grabbed my phone, I went and I took some pictures of this raccoon and I was like, Go on get and I started slapping at it with the with the rake. Then you first
0: he was your model and then you totally get the hell out yeah, of here.
1: Yeah, like, go on get, man. <laughs> so then it ran up by my wood pile and I was like, Oh shit I went <sighs> sigh of relief like Raccoons are nothing to mess with, man. And this was a big uh, one.
0: No, bro. This
1: was probably a 14, 15-pound coon.
0: I don't fuck with no coon. It was a big... <laughs> you liar. <laughs> yeah, I <might>. I <laughs> but, shoot them bitches when they come in my yard. I don't care how neighborhood city I live in. I'd blast. But uh,
1: I I ended up going back in the garage. I was like... <sighs> like, my heart rate came down a little bit, and I looked out, and it was... Over my mom's barn's driveway. And I called my mom. I was like, hey, what are you doing? Go out and look at the barn. She's like, okay. And my mom, she's she's a cripple. And she she hobbles. And she was like, I was like, all right, you missed it, mom. She's like, what were you doing chasing the cat with a with a rake? Was, you saw that? She's like, yeah, I saw that. I was like, that wasn't a cat. That was a raccoon. It was in front of your barn that I was trying to get you to look at. I said it was in the garage. <laughs> but I, my hypothesis was it was making sweet love to another raccoon. Because I went outside after I got the phone with my mom. And that's why it came by you. Huh? I went outside to, to take a squirt. And I looked out back and there's another raccoon out back. Like out back at the wood line. But then I looked it up and Google said they, they make sweet love between... January and June.
0: Okay, well, I'm going to tell you <laughs> what. That wasn't his first time in your garage. He'll be back. I'm sure it wasn't his first time in my garage. I guarantee not. Yeah, they're dicks. And if you got shit like you got, mm, they hit around for sure. They wait. But uh, I seen the fucking... For me, one of the most coolest things. I don't know if... I, I think this may have been seen elsewhere in the world, but I don't know if it was a meteor or... What uh, what else could it be? Uh, I, I, I don't want to say it was a shooting star. Asteroid, potentially. Something like that. I'm climbing into my... Oh, it was in the daytime. This happened. Uh, I thought you were talking about you're out there at night, and that's why you mistake the raccoon for your cat. But, no, it was like 2 in the afternoon. And he's just hanging out with you in the garage. <laughs> Crazy-ass raccoon. My, my son was like, that's a trash panda, Dad. So, so now you've seen... <laughs> Listen, you you've seen uh, shooting stars, right? Yeah. Everybody may have saw a yeah. few of them, and and they just they just like kind of get white, really hot white for a moment, and then and, they streak. Yeah, and it's you, you don't really see anything around it. You might see that little bit of streaking, but it's, they're small. Would you agree? Would you? Yeah. Yeah, they're quite I've small. I've seen some. I've seen some big ones. Uh, well, big ones as in long streaks, right? Yeah. Not big as in huge looking, right? size wise like what the like huge fuck
1: was that <laughs> yeah, fucking high winds
0: so so anyway i'm running a little bit a little bit behind to get in this tree stand because i don't know where it's at and i'm just remembering off of last year's hunting experience where a tree stand is in the swamp i go sneaking in and i'm like man i don't know where it's at and finally oh there it is so climb up in this stand get all i'm getting situated i'm going to you know Hang my, put my bow hanger up, put my safety harness on, just be ready. Is this it? Is this it? Is this recently? That
1: was one hour ago.
0: Posted locally, or Mike
1: Schmidt. Uh,
0: oh, okay. Angler's choice fly down in gotcha. Florida. Oh, I'm sure he got big skies to look at though. So anyway, I'm getting in the in the tree stand, right, all situated. I look over, and just catch this huge ball of. Fire I'm talking it. fire and brimstone coming through the atmosphere, dude, yes, like really ripping, like sparking behind it, like how fire Chinese fireworks like crackle and and and, and I'm seeing all aren't, these aren't all these no, colors, dude, aren't all fireworks Chinese? Probably, but all these like the crackling ones, though, you know what I'm saying <laughs> like, <laughs> but all these colors are behind like I'm seeing pinks and greens, like you would watch a campfire glow, you, and you know what that is? It's different metals burning as it's coming through the atmosphere. Dude, it was, it was big, though, and it lasted not, not really long, but not no-shooting star-type shit. This, like, like four seconds, five seconds? At least. And it went horizontal instead of vertical, any, any type of angle or anything. It was going straight across, huh. and it was light. It was, you know, it was 630-ish. It was already that. To the, where the sky was blue, the sky was light. And I watched this in the light, dude, and it was an amazing sight. Like I was just stuck in awe. Like I froze there and watched this happen. And i have never, you know, thirty some years in this planet Earth where I'm having just a blast seeing lots of shit. I think I may have seen it all I th- until days like that. You and know now what you've I mean? seen it. Yeah. And shit, dude, it was, it was just crazy to see. Like, may I? I want to think that other people have seen it and it's all out there, but. It was nuts, man.
1: So what was that? That was today?
0: This was... I seen that on a Saturday morning.
1: That would have been November 14th.
0: Yeah, dude. It was freaking nuts. I was like looking up. My boss said something. Oh, check the news feed or check, I'm sure, Facebook or some kind of news. I was like, comet near Youngstown or... I don't know what it was. What would you call it? A comet? Would you call it... An asteroid? asteroid? I don't know. Dude, it was freaking big. Like now I... Meteor? Yeah. Now I really know why people think... And and you see those pictures, like, oh, that's aliens, or I don't know what this shit was in the sky. Well, it may have been something like that, and you just caught it at the right time, but, dude, it was burning bright, and it was, you know what I mean? just just goes to show, like, that shit's out there, for I, sure. If, if anyone knows what that was, oh, or yeah.
1: has experienced that, hit us up, you know? Let us know what you think that was.
0: Yeah, it wasn't like a shower or anything, it was like a one-time a deal, one but done. it was big, it was large, like, I i definitely seen something in the sky that wasn't your average daily shit.
1: I wonder how big of a rock that
0: was coming through the atmosphere. Oh, it had to be huge. you think it. A... Size of a refrigerator? Oh, man. I don't I want to say bigger than that. Like, it wasn't like it was close. You know what I mean? You can't really determine distance. Yeah, no, I it know. It was huge, though. I'm like, uh, <laughs> wow. But the colors behind it, and that shit was it's vivid in my memory. I I've seen nothing like it. So, awesome. Keep your eyes open out there, people. See cool shit. Did it make a
1: noise? Could you hear it?
0: No, I heard nothing. I just I just for some odd reason ended up being like turned that way while it happened and just caught it. It didn't make a
1: noise, it wasn't real. Damn it.
0: Well, I pinched myself.
1: You didn't get a picture either, so definitely not.
0: No, I didn't even get a shot that day.
1: You (laughs) couldn't post it to Instagram, it didn't happen. No, I I pulled my (laughs) phone
0: out and took a picture of the empty air, like there was just an asteroid right there. That's the phrase for it don't you love phrases on instagram rook at me my name's jeff i like brown trout ha <laughs> <laughs> ha <laughs> <laughs> dreamers start dreamers you, you see what i'm saying <laughs> oh not the first one doing it <laughs> you, you see what i'm saying that like, dog's gonna hunt you got yeah yeah that's <laughs> a good one you gotta love all the fucking <laughs> in the banter it, it's great it's great when you love to hear yourself speak i love it too we do fly fishing Yes.
2: <laughs> That's so, our
0: new hashtag. Yeah. Just by the way, <laughs> just just think about that before you write your next, whatever the hell that is, before your picture after your picture. I I most times write dumb shit too, but hey, I'm just joining the club, bud.
1: I work long and hard on our captions for our
0: our show posts. So you get stumped most times. You're like, oh, how do I uh, how do I relate this to Jason's nose? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jason's nose or
1: dick jokes? <laughs>
0: or dick gross nose jokes. <laughs> See the wordplay there? That was like, it was like. Uh, now you're just being a bully. Can I buy an O?
1: <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, hey,
0: Alex Trebek passed away this week. I know. That's yeah. a damn shame. That's a good, I I still enjoy the show, and uh, they're gonna have the the dude who was like the crazy winner. I don't know who it was. He had some other stuff going on, but he's going to be the new host. So. Is,
1: is that what's happening? Yep. I heard LeVar Burton was being propositioned to be the uh, the new host. But I don't know if it's going to happen.
0: I'm not sure of the guy's name. Who was the...
1: Yeah, I forget his name also.
0: One so many or title record holder, But yeah, no, it's a sweet show. I like it.
1: Yeah, man. Hey, do we have anything else going on this this week? Like fly night tie Night,
0: 1120. Night
1: Every night's Fly tie Night. This,
0: this is one is with an audience and friends.
1: With friends and beer. So, hey, tonight's show has been brought to us by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. And A-Rex Hooks, like this fly I'm holding right now. Tied on A-Rex Hook. Find them at a Sims Fishing, SimsFishing.com. Hey, tonight's show has been brought to you live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at urbanflycompany.com.
0: Yeti, built for the wild. Queen City Guiding. Check Ryan Evans out, queencityguiding.com. Hey, check out Why Not and their app, The Dock. Good luck, Jay.
1: Hey, and check us out next week, man.
2: Churches for your weary. You got Jesus coming
0: soon. Got enough streams of distilled water. You got everything but room.
2: You got everything.